Welcome to the Supremely Intercontinental Puckcast, a podcast about fake little hockey guys. I'm your host, Ian Constable, GM of the Banff Rockies. No! Welcome to the Puckcast, everyone. A special Christmas edition of the Puckcast this time. Uh, on today's episode, we will be talking to Sylvain Tremblay, GM of the Reykjavik Riders, and we're going to be talking all things World Junior Championships, all about all of your prospects in the SICHL that will be at the World Juniors this year. So I've been looking forward to talking to him about that. But later on, we'll also be talking to Gary Graves in another edition of Overtime. This time, a Christmas special where we will be handing out Christmas gifts to all of the lucky GMs in the SICHL. So let's get it started with Sylvain Tremblay, GM of the Reykjavik Riders. of the Reykjavik Riders. Uh, Sam was, was with us uh, earlier this year when, uh, when we did the pre-draft special and gave us fantastic advice for that, uh, for that draft, as well as uh, having a little mock draft there with, with myself. So welcome, Sylvain. How are you? Hi, Ian. I'm doing uh, pretty good, uh, except for my team that's uh, a bit in a, in a bad spot right now. But uh, personally, doing well and uh, looking forward to the World Junior Championship. Absolutely, and that's great that you're doing well. And uh, uh, yeah, I think everyone is really looking forward to this uh, to this tournament. And starting on Christmas Day, so uh, a little bit different this year. Normally, starting on Boxing Day, but I think everyone's extremely excited. We just got the news today from uh, the commissioner of the SICHL that there will be SICHL games on Christmas Day as well. So. Really exciting news there too. So, <laughs> all right, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the different teams and maybe their medal chances and some players that might uh, do something special this year. Uh, well, let's start it right off with uh, with our home country, Canada. Um, and you know, I noticed uh, Canada, of course, um, Alexis Lafreniere was not released by the Stockholm Cougars to play in this tournament. Any thoughts on that? Well, uh, I know that uh, the teams don't want to send their best uh, uh, prospects to, to the championship because they don't want them to get hurt and uh, they may be called up uh, later in the year as well. So I, I understand that. And uh, for Canada, it's the only omission that I have for this year. There, there are other teams that were hit a bit harder due to both uh, teams not releasing their players and also uh, to uh, COVID. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so with Canada, I, I was looking on that top. The who would play on that top line? Uh, I think it's from from what I've watched. It looks like uh, Kirby Doc and Dylan Cousins uh, might be playing on there. But do you do you know who might play with them if they uh, if they do play together on that top line? Well, I I haven't followed the the, the lineups uh, so far because uh, what's special with the world junior championship is that they they, they take all the the top talents so uh centers get pushed to the wing where mm -hmm. where they usually don't play so it's a bit hard to uh to discover before the first few games and usually there's the pre-tournament where the the teams will try some combinations but this year i i think they they um decided not to to skip the the first few games um but 
for Canada, I think that uh, their lineup is so deep, they could put pretty much anyone with uh, Cousins and Dak and it would work out. Absolutely. Yeah, they have a lot of centers going to this tournament for sure. Um, one of the ones that stands out for me is uh, the Fredericton Express uh, uh, McMichael. He uh, he looks he looks really good, and I'm wondering if he if he fits in there. But uh, maybe you want that as a just as a pure center for your team. Um, what were your thoughts with Canada going into this tournament? Well, I think Canada is uh, pretty strong this year. I have them as the top team for the tournament, and they're playing in Canada as well. So uh, I think it's theirs to lose. Um, from my notes, uh, what I have, I think that they have the best offense and the best defense in the tournament. Uh, where they're a bit weaker is uh, between the pipes. Uh, their goaltenders aren't as good as some other teams. They don't have the higher profile uh, goalie that's going to be there. Right, yeah, the goaltenders that uh, Dylan Grant, uh, whose rights are owned by the Acadia Golden, uh, or sorry, Acadia, Acadia Grizzly Bears. I, I'll, I'll, it's going to take me a while to get used to that. <laughs> <laughs> Devin Levi, who rights owned by the Boston Colonials, and Taylor Goche, who went undrafted uh, this year, but uh, he's there as well. And I really didn't see. Uh, I saw it uh, during the uh, during the camp. All three looked really good. Uh, Devin Levi, the one game he actually got into uh, was fantastic and recording a shutout in it in his time. But um, any thoughts on which one might take the reins or, or might we see uh, one player, one guy playing one game and another playing another? Or? I think they're going to uh, give them all ice time early on in, in the tourney and okay. go with the odd goalie. Uh, well, if I was a coach, that's what I do. Um, I don't think there's a clear uh, goalie that's superior to the others. They went with three guys that did well uh, in camp, but uh, when you're on the ice against the other teams and there's the, the pressure is on, that's where you'll see the goalie that uh, will be able to carry the team, hopefully, to a gold medal. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and there and, I show my right color there, as a Canadian. <laughs> I, I think, speaking of goaltenders, this year, I it looks pretty incredible for goaltending around the world at this tournament. Um, so, yeah, Canada's going to be in tight there um, with, uh, with one of those three. Um, okay, so... Looking at the, the forward group, you said, like you said, it's, it's really, really deep there. I have no idea who's, who's going to be sitting, who's going to be playing. Um, but there were some incredible players that were left off this team. Um, like uh, Hendrix, Lapierre, uh, Hendrix Lapierre of the Edmonton Supersonics. Um, Alex Bocage of, of your Reykjavik Riders. Seth Jarvis of the uh, Portland Buckaroos. Uh, Samuel Poulin from Vancouver Island, Adam Beckman, who led the WHL, I believe, in scoring last year from the Acadia Grizzly Bears. Uh, so some some incredible players left off. But like you said, there's some amazing players on this team. Anybody yeah. in particular you're you're excited to see on this stage? Uh, well, there are many players in Canada that uh, I'm interested uh, in uh, watching this year. But uh, about what you said. I was surprised by the cuts because they kept a lot of centers. Like you have mm -hmm. Byfield who's a, a center, Kirby Dak who's a center. Uh, you have Connor McMichael, Alex Newhook, 
Tomasino uh, plays center as well in the mm-hmm. OHL, but I think he's going to be moved to the wing. There's Connor Zari who's a center. Mm-hmm. Um, probably going to use Perfetti on the wing, um, right. but he could play center as well. And they also have uh, Peyton Krebs who plays center uh, in the WHL. So they have many centers and th- that play center in their own league. And the, the guys that they cut, um, like Poulain, who's more of a winger, they, they cut many wingers uh, in the end. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how those players adapt to playing on the wing instead of playing centers. Uh, but f- for Canada... Uh, to go back to your question, um, the players that I, I'm mo- most interested in seeing this year is Byfield to see um, if he's going to put up a better performance than last year. Right. And um, also on defense, I have uh, Bowen Byram and Thomas Arley. I think uh, they should carry the defense for Team Canada. Um, the other forwards that I think will have the biggest impact are uh, Kirby Dak, Dylan Cousins, uh, Connor McMichael, all of which you, you mentioned earlier. And I also think that Alex Newark is going mm-hmm. to be uh, good for Canada this year. Um, they went with uh, older players mostly. Um, they, they don't have any underager. Right. That's... That's the first time in a while I can that I can think of that they don't have a draft eligible player. But I mean, like this team was so hard to make as we were talking about those players that aren't there this year um, with the NHL not playing right now, of course, too. Uh, so some of those guys you were talking about, I had that I had one of them circled on my list here as well. Alex Newhook, uh, the Stockholm Cougars. Uh, wow. I, I He really took some steps last year. Um, and uh and I think he's going to be fantastic. Um, so, you know, you're talking about centers there. Well, there's also uh, Ryan Suzuki, who's a center of the Kansas City, yeah. uh, Kansas City Crunch, and Dylan Hallway, who I'm sure I think will be playing on the wing, but he can play center as well. And we have a really nice mix of uh, left-handed and right-handed players, so that'll be nice for the, uh, for the draws anywhere they are on the ice. I'm sure they'll have some natural centers that can move to that spot to take that draw in a key situation, no matter what the lineup. Yeah, I think that they've got a great team. Mm-hmm. Um, and about my comment about the, the team being older this year, um, looking at the team, there's only five 2002 uh, players on the mm-hmm. team. So For next sure. year, only five players can come back uh, from this year, which uh, is unusual because you um, last year there were more players that were... Um, younger than this year so i think that uh, they're shooting for gold and uh, they won't be satisfied uh, any other way absolutely and you mentioned another player there bowen byram uh of the hamburg gladiators i i think he's he's my pick already for for maybe defensive of the tournament there's a couple other guys that are going to give him a run but i he has looked amazing in the um in the uh in the warm-up games the scrimmages that uh, I was able to watch on uh, uh, streaming online for TSN. Uh, Bowen Byron looked incredible in that. And uh, Thomas Harley of the F- Havana Revolution, who you mentioned as well, really like him as well. All right. Uh, so Canada looks good. We can <laughs> agreed on that. Uh, so let's move to the next team in, in Group A, and that's Finland. 
Finland, they're missing another incredible player in Capo Caco of the Chicago Tigers. Chicago, just the Tigers not willing to send him uh, to the tournament. Uh, chance that he might get uh, get injured in the tournament. They didn't want that chance. Um, what were your thoughts on Finland? Well, I think, uh, well, talking about Group A in general, I think that uh, Canada is pretty lucky because uh, Group A is the, the weaker of the two groups. Um, I have Finland as the fifth team this year. Okay. Um, not only are they missing Kako, but they also left. Um, they also left over uh, Patrick Pistola and right. Achu Ratti. And well, I, I would understand if they had a lot of offensive talent uh, on the team, but uh, I think that uh, they might be shooting for low-scoring games. Um, however, that said, I don't think they've got the strongest defense or the strongest goalies uh, either. So um, I'm not the biggest fan of Finland, but I think they're the second best teams. Uh, sorry, the second best team in Group A uh, because it's a weak group this year. Okay, okay. I had I had Finland number four myself. Um, I do personally like Joel Blomqvist and that uh, Vancouver Island Norseman property. Um, and some other guys that they uh, left uh, that they didn't that they didn't bring were Antti Tuomasto and uh, Tuka Tuksola uh, from Edmonton and from Portland. Uh, and I was I was really disappointed not to be able to see uh, Atu Ratu at this tournament as uh, younger brother his of uh, Aku Ratu who who will be playing. Uh, but Atu, of course, is draft eligible this year. Uh, I was really looking forward to see him at this, but he's he's uh, struggled this year and and even last year he struggled. Um, he was former first uh, like former. Um, consensus number one pick earlier like really early on when he was 16 but uh that's he's dropped a fair ways for that one for this draft i noticed that they're quite uh deep down the middle uh for center for centerman at this tournament but not so much on the wings i thought them and sweden had uh had a real kind of opposite go there where sweden's really um deep on the wings and not very deep at center, especially after losing Carl Henriksen. We'll get into Sweden a little bit later on. But um, they have Anton Lindell, uh, Parsonen, who's uh, St. Louis Spartans property, Henry Nikkinen, and Samuel Hulanius, who hasn't been drafted. And it's just a monster. Yeah, I agree with you that uh, they've got decent centers. But um, I, for the top two centers, I have uh, Anton Lundell and Ronnie Irvinen. Okay. Um, I think Juso Parsinen is more of a third liner. Okay. And Samuel Elenius, I'm eager to see him. He's a monster. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen him play this year yet, so I can't really comment. Uh, you were talking about Joel Blomqvist. I don't think he's a bad goalie, but uh, from what I've seen last year, he's not the kind of uh, goaltender to carry a team. Okay. He can be solid, but uh, every game I watched, he gave up at least one weak goal. Uh, and I watched like uh, five or six of his games. So uh, <laughs> I'm not convinced that he, he's the man of the hour for, for Finland uh, between the pipes. Um, otherwise, uh, my comments about uh, Finland, well, um, the, the three forwards that I have highlighted for, for Finland are uh, Lundell, Irvonen, and Jarventi. Yeah. 
Um, otherwise, I think that they're mostly like hard workers. Um, even Akurati, I, I was surprised that they, they didn't pick up uh, his brother because I think his brother is right now better than uh, the younger brother, I think, right now is better than the older brother, but they went with the older brother. Um, it looks like they went with the strategy of uh, of going with a hard-working team uh, that's going to grind it out. Um, interesting fact, they, they brought Brad Lambert, mm-hmm. who's uh, 16. Yeah, 22 <laughs> draft eligible. Exactly. Uh, it's going to be interesting to watch him play. Uh, so far, he, he looks good. Uh, I think he played in the Liga already. Yeah, yeah that's right. And, and he, 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 stats-wise, he's not out of place in the Liga. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen him play either, um, so I'm going to uh, to have my eyes on him during the tournament. Um I'm eager to to see what kind of role they will give him, um, but there's also Elenius that I have uh, as a player to watch for the next draft. Right. Um, the other players that are undrafted, um, there's uh, Petteri Puaka and uh, Miko Petman. Uh, those are the forwards. There's uh, Ruben Rafkin on defense that's undrafted. And uh, both goaltenders, other than Joel Bonvis, are also undrafted. But um, Ruben Rafkin, uh, Miko Petman, and Petri Puaka, I don't think, um, un- unless they have a, a great performance at the World Junior Championship, I don't think they'll be drafted either uh, next year because uh, they're, uh, well, Puaka is, is a skilled forward, but he's really small. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he is kind of a hard worker as well. Uh, his skill is good, but not uh, not as good as uh, other small players like Irvonen. And uh, Mikko Petman is uh, he, well. He's he's mostly a third liner. I, I don't see mo- much more than that, and that's at the Liga level. So, um, right. I, I don't think he'll be drafted either. So okay, I, I don't yeah. know. And they're overagers, those ones, the Petman and uh, Puaka and uh, and. Oh yeah, they're all yeah. overagers, right, right. Uh, except uh, except Elenius for Elenius. and yeah. Lambert. Yeah, and Lambert, of course, for the twenty-two. Yeah, right. Um, now on defense, uh, they've got they've got some quite good defensemen going to this. Ville uh, Hinola of the Calgary Mustangs, uh, Topi Nimala of the Hamburg Gladiators, Emil Viro. I really like that guy from again from Fredericton uh, and uh, Miko Kokonen. They they can make up uh, quite the top four uh, from Miko Kokonen of the Montreal Millionaires. Uh, any thoughts on their defense group? Well, I, I think that's just like the forwards. Uh, mm-hmm. They are more defense minded. They they don't have a, well. Ville Enola does have some offensive skills, but. Uh, I think that as a group, other than Emil Vero, they're uh, a bit limited offensively. Okay. Uh, they also have a uh, Casper Putio, who's more uh, of a defensive defenseman. Uh, and uh, well, I'm not sure. Uh, 
have to, I'd have to look up uh, Miko Kokonen. He's one that I know a bit less about, mm-hmm. but I, I don't see. Uh, I don't think that they have a defense that match up that well compared to the other top teams except Russia. Right. They're probably they're probably pretty lucky to be in this group. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Playing Germany and boy, Germany's missing a couple top end players. Slovakia and Switzerland in this group as well, other than Canada, of course. Um, right on. All right. So, so let's how move do on you? To, sorry. Yeah. How, how do you rank the other three teams? So yeah, the other three teams are uh, they're just I don't see them. Uh, you know, two of them are going to go on, and I I, I think Germany finishes third in this uh, in this division. Uh, but they're gonna. I, I think they're gonna get crushed by if they play the states or or Russia, who I have one two on the other side in that in that quarterfinal match. Um, Slovakia, I have uh, I have next uh, at fourth, and Switzerland, who often sounds a, a really good team. Actually, the Swiss often surprise me at this tournament, but um, uh, this year I don't know if they can be that surprise. Uh, uh, Although, you know, in this division, you never know. <laughs> well, let's start with uh, so Slovak, uh, Germany then. Sure, sure. Let's go to Germany. I, I, don't have, I have uh, Slovakia and Germany fighting for the third spot. Right. Um, for Germany, uh, what I think is that they, other than the top two guys who are uh, Tim Stutzel and uh, Jan Jason Peterka, I think that they don't have a lot of talent on yeah. the team uh it might be a down year for them um so so it will depend on on Stutzel and Petrka's performance and that's because uh they will be missing Moritz Sider on defense yeah. who, that's huge. Uh, that yeah. is huge. <laughs> who's a CHL team didn't give him permission to 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 attend and they will be missing Lucas Reichel on offense uh, because of a positive test to COVID. So because of that, I, I, I dropped them a bit. And I think they'll be in a fight uh, with Slovakia to, uh, to, to, to pass to the finals. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, I think uh, Tim Stutzel and uh, JJ Paterka, both Boston Colonials uh, property, uh, are going to have to play a lot. <laughs> they might be playing close to 30 minutes a game. Well, Stutzla for sure. He'll be playing a lot um, for them to to do any damage in this tournament at all. Because after after those two, like you said, it drops off huge, uh, huge. It might be uh, it might be a story of uh, of a power play. So if they get a lot of power plays against the other teams, they might be able to uh, get on the scoreboard with uh, mm-hmm. Stutzel and Petrka. Uh, scoring but otherwise uh they'll have to uh to shut down the opponents but if you look at germany they have they are a small team mm-hmm. um not a lot of experience uh, they have many 2002 probably they are preparing for next year um but <laughs> i don't know if you have other players of note for germany I don't. I don't have other players to note for them at all. Um, like Moritz Eider, if he was if he was at this tournament, I think he could have been a huge challenger for that uh, defenseman of the tournament of uh, Bowen Byram. I, all the highlights I've been seeing of Moritz Sider have been just incredible. That guy is that guy's a player. He's not just uh, 
not just offensively, but he lays uh, lays the hits. He um, he's great defensively. Uh, so that's a huge loss for them. And of course, Lucas Reichel as well up up front. Uh, but uh, Germany may be in huge trouble because as we're recording this right now, they have eight players who have tested positive for COVID in here in Edmonton. Um, so I'm wondering if they're even going to be playing in the tournament because they, they need a minimum of 15 players on the team. Um, and we're we're pretty close to puck drop for Christmas Day. So <laughs> I really hope for, of course, first of all, first and foremost, for their health of these players. Uh, but, uh, but I know that these players are just so excited about playing in this tournament. And, uh, so just for, for them, for that as well, that, that things can turn around a bit for Germany going in here. Um, so that could be, that could be huge as well going down, obviously. So, yeah, I I do have two players to, uh, that could be interesting for next draft. Um, one player was passed over last year. Uh, it's uh, Maximilian Glotzel. He's a, a defenseman. Um, he, he's done uh, so far good in uh, the, the second uh, league in Germany. Okay. Um, maybe uh, I think he's going to get a lot of minutes this year. And uh, I think that maybe uh, their goalie will be at. I have a Florian Bogle. <laughs> I'm not sure yeah. that's how it's uh, pronounced. Florian, for, <laughs> Florian Bugle. Yeah, absolutely. Bugle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, he's done real well in, uh, in one of the lesser leagues. But uh, he's done really well. He might be uh, in, in the Dustin Wolf kind of uh, goalie. Uh, right. He's smaller, but uh, at the World Junior Championship, we've seen small goalies carry their team before. So maybe he gets out and uh, he, he gets Germany uh, to that third position in the Group A. Yeah, smaller goalies in this tournament don't. It doesn't seem to to be a, such a hindrance as it is in the NHL. Uh, sorry, in the SICHL. My bad. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, Florian Bugel. All right, I'll be looking forward to seeing him in this uh, tournament as well. And, and you said uh, Maximilian Glotzel? Uh, yeah, yeah, on defense. I have him as a, a guy to uh, to check out because right. he's got size. Um, and I had him as, as a potential draft pick last year. Okay. So uh, maybe uh, he's still young. He, he was, uh, let me check, but I think he's like... Uh, yeah, he was in March 2002. Yeah, March. Yeah. yeah. So, but he was playing in the in the DNL league right. uh, under 20. So he, he wasn't really exposed. So mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, watch what he does. He he, he was so far uh, doing well uh, in the second uh, Germany league. So um, yeah. we'll see. Th- those are the two players that I have marked Absolutely. for uh, for Germany. Yeah, and Florian Bugel, he's playing in this in the Austrian um, pro pro league, top pro league. So, excellent. Those will be interesting to watch. Well, let's move on to the next team then, uh, Slovakia. Um, so Slovakia, boy, this is a team that for me this year for Slovakia, a, a, you know, a recognized hockey country in Slovakia, they're not sending many uh names that at least i know i know too well they i have well samuel lovich i think he's gonna have to steal some games in net 
Uh, I think personally, I think that's their starting goalie. Um, and then Nasco, he was drafted by Hamburg. And mm-hmm. up front, of course, uh, Roman Kromiak of the Reykjavik Riders. Uh, yeah, yeah I do like uh, Kromiak. Yeah. Yeah, there's also, uh, what was his name? He was booted of the of the yes, team. Yes, yes, that uh, was a huge. That was huge. Uh, what's uh, his name? He's the playing in the uh, queue usually, right? Yeah, uh, Maxim Kachevich. Yeah, former yeah, Banf, uh, former Banfrocki. <laughs> we noticed some problems with him with his attitude. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was a surprise to me for sure. Um, yeah, that's a surprise because they don't have uh, they aren't stacked uh, up front for. Uh, for for offensive talent, so uh, he would have played a big role. But I I guess that uh, the team, the coaches uh, tout that it was better to go with a team that's uh, uh, that have a, that has a, a good team spirit. Yeah, and uh, to leave the 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 local star behind because he was pretty good at last year's tournament, if I'm not mistaken. And and boy, the uh, at the um... Alenka, I think he put up something like 11 points in in uh, five games or something. He was incredible. So that's a that's a huge loss offensively for uh, for Slovakia for sure. Uh, as uh, the GM of the Boston Colonials, whose rights uh, whose rights own him, um, they were uh, they just said left off the team for hitting too hard. I guess so. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. I, I, he's, I think he's still going to turn into a very good player. Uh, and he sure said the right things afterwards. Uh, that's a tough break for, for a young man, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right yeah, you're right, but that might be the, 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 the kick in. Uh... Yeah. That might be <laughs> what he needs. You're right. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so anybody else on uh, Slovakia that, that caught, your, caught your attention? Well, they... they well, yeah, uh, they do have two guys that are um, 2022 eligible. Okay. So that are really young. There's uh, Juraj Slavkovsky, uh, a forward, a six foot four, 2018 pounds at 16. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> and he's playing in the in the U20 uh, league in Finland. Uh, he's doing fairly good there uh, as a 16 years old. Um, so so it's going to be interesting to uh, watch what he does. Uh, we rarely see players that big <laughs> at age 16. Yeah. He's a, he's a 2004. Uh, wow. So yeah, so, so <laughs> he's pretty young uh we'll see how much he plays but uh so he could play in so this tournament next tournament the year after and then and then he's going to be draft eligible and then he could play a year or two after that even like he he could play in five tournaments exactly <laughs> that's that is incredible <laughs> and, and they do have the, uh, another player who's 16 on defense he's six foot one uh 192 pounds uh, and he's playing the top Slovakia league. His name is uh, uh, Simon Nemec. Nemec, okay. probably. Yeah. <laughs> or Simon Nemec. I don't know. But uh, he, he's supposed to be one of the top eligible prospects for uh, 222. Okay. Simon so Nemec, he, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's playing on the 
yeah, another another 2004. So uh, they also have another uh, 2004 in Philip Mazar uh, that's eligible for 222, um, who could be good as well. He, he's playing already in the top Slovakia league. Uh, he's five foot ten, one hundred sixty-five pounds. So, so they brought a a couple of really young guys on the team. Okay, so this team's building for the future. They could be this could be a really good team in a couple of years here, in a year yeah, or two. Could, they could. I also have another um, player who's eligible for this year, um, who was drafted um, by the QMGHL last year. Um, and he's eligible for this year. Uh, his name is Alexi Mikluka. Yeah. That's okay. His name. <laughs> so he might be. Uh, he might be a good one. Um, I don't have any specific notes because he only played twenty games last year in the queue. Okay. Um, but he had eight points last year as a, as an underager in 21 games so that's not that bad yeah that's not bad uh, yeah yeah he hasn't played this year so far um due to the problems for uh well the queue started earlier than the other leagues but they stopped all games uh early november mm-hmm. and they had problems with uh, getting foreign players uh in the league earlier right. So, so, so he hasn't played this year so far in the queue. He hasn't played in any other league so far as well. So uh, we'll see. But uh, Slovakia with uh, with a couple of young guys to to watch for. That would be really interesting. And I know that a, a number of people with a number of draft picks uh, will be watching that very, very closely. I can think of a couple a, a couple teams that already have a lot of draft picks going into this year again. <laughs> Boston and, <laughs> and 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 some others, uh, Hamilton as well. All right, uh, so let's move on to Switzerland then next. Um, I don't have much for the Swiss this year. Uh, I, we have uh, was it is it Simon Nack? Like, let's see here. Um, uh, yeah, S- uh, Simon Nack. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't have much after that for Switzerland. Uh, I hope they have that same coach again. That, uh, that came on the air and was asked about uh, their chances against Canada uh, a couple of years ago. And uh, his, his reaction was hilarious, talking about, uh, what, we have like, what, fourth, a couple of fourth-round picks? Look at Canada, they're all first-rounders. <laughs> so I, I hope that guy's their coach again. He was pretty, pretty amusing. Yeah, um, well, they also had a better team because I think that this year is the worst uh it's the worst Swiss team switzerland team that i've seen in the past few years uh i have them ranked last behind austria okay so yeah especially in net uh they're really weak okay um (laughs) they have uh noel noah patnode from uh, the Q, who's um who's like under average in the queue, uh, and he's one of their three goalies. He is is uh, young though; he's uh, only seventeen, but right. still, um, I think that uh, they're going to be weak uh, pretty much everywhere. Um, I have three guys that to, to look for. Um, there's a Simon Nack, whom you you, you spoke yeah. about. Uh, he was eligible last year. Um, 
he had a he actually has a decent start in the Swiss National League, um, which is a tough league to play in. Mm-hmm. And I think that he's got like uh, he's got four points in eleven games, which might not seem to be that much, but for a guy his age, it's pretty good. Yeah, the Swiss uh, National League is is actually a very good, a very good pro league, um, and it's a very defensive league. I found as well. So yeah, I, I, four points in eleven games isn't bad for an eighteen-year-old. Yeah, and he's playing with uh, Joe Thornton. So. Okay. <laughs> so so well we'll see uh yeah. so he, he's their best player and uh he's going to be eligible again uh, next year and also i have two other guys who, to uh look forward to um who might be good or not we'll see in the tourney but um there's uh brian zanetti on defense uh he's 17 he's going to be eligible next year and uh there's uh, lorenzo cananica who's a forward um, who's going to be eligible as well. Okay. But overall, I, I don't <laughs> think that, uh, I, well, maybe they can uh, like, <laughs> they can surprise, but I think they're going to be the worst of uh, Group A. They're always a hardworking team. We know that. The the Swiss, they, they, really, they really play a, I guess if you want to call it a Canadian Canadian style, they work they work hard and uh, but without the talent, they're just you're just in trouble, right? This tournament yeah. is there are some talented <laughs> teams out there. So, all right, so well, let's move on then to the other the other grouping. We have uh, we have the other grouping. Let's. I personally think that it's going to be pretty, really, really, really tight at the top. But myself, I have the states finishing ahead of Russia in this in this group. Um, yourself? Uh, I have the same. I have uh, USA finishing second in the tournée. Well, having the second best team mm-hmm. uh, in the tournée. Uh, right, right close to Canada. And I think that if they had all the players that they could have on their team, um, that they might uh, give Canada a, a run for the first, for the best team going in. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that, uh, they've got, uh, well, they have Spencer Knight, uh, in net. Yeah. I like him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Who's a, a great goaltender. And they also have uh, Dustin Wolf as yes. a backup who's smaller, but it was incredible. Um, and they, they also, uh, have Logan Stein, um, who's going to be draft eligible next year. Okay. I haven't seen him play though. Uh, he, he's one of the, the the players I don't really, I haven't looked at. But uh, just with uh, Spencer Knight and Dustin Wolf, they have an excellent goalie tandem. Yep. So I placed them a- above Canada for their goalie tandem. Um, however, I think that uh, their defense is not as strong as Canada, and uh, their offense is a notch below Canada as well. Okay. Uh, yeah, Logan Stein. He must. I don't know much about him myself. Uh, he must be pretty good though to to make that team because uh, he made it there ahead of Drew Comesso, um, which was a surprise to me. Um, yeah, Dustin Wolf, fantastic goalie. Dublin Shamrocks uh, have got a great one there. I know. You know, Jack Hughes. 
uh, Freddie Express, they didn't send Jack Hughes, and uh, and you yourself, you didn't send Nick Robertson to this tournament. You you, you guys both held those, held those guys out. They could have done some damage for this team, but boy, they <laughs> have some talent up front. Uh, Trevor Zegras, yeah. Trevor's. I think I think this is. Uh, I think he's my dark horse for uh, for tournament MVP. Actually, is Trevor Zegras, um, Kansas City Crunch. That guy is. He makes some plays that that just blow my mind sometimes. He He's an amazing uh, playmaker. Uh, and to put him together with Cole Caulfield and maybe Matthew Boldy on that first line. And the second line coming back with uh, um, Turcotte with uh, Brink on the on the right side and Kaliev on the left. Um, yikes. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty incredible top six, I think. Um, how about yourself? Uh, you said that four group just a bit notched behind Canada. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think that uh, their top guys are pretty good. But if you look at the depth of the team, right. uh, for Team Canada, pretty much anybody could play on the second line. Right. Uh, but for uh, Team USA, they have players that will... Um, well, they, they usually build their team that way. But uh, they have uh, Landon Slager, who's more of a third or fourth liner. Mm-hmm. They have pa- Patrick uh, Moynihan, who's going to play on the third or fourth. Um, John Farinacci as well. Mm-hmm. Um, That's that you just named my fourth line for them right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but those players, uh, Canada, have better players yeah. than uh, than those three guys. Right. Um, so. That's the difference between Canada and USA. They have, I think that USA has a, a good top six, but yeah. uh, if you look at the that the other guys, uh, they might not be as good as uh, Canada's bottom six. Um, so that's the difference for forwards on defense. Um, I think that the top guys for Canada are clearly better than the top guys for USA. Although I do like the the. The overall group for USA, I think that they, they brought in guys that are uh, underrated, like uh, Henry Tron, um, who, who's, I don't think he's going to run for the best defenseman in the tournament, but I think he's going to be good on a third, on a second or, or third pairing. Uh, so, and it's going that? to be really solid. solid. Uh, Henry, Henry Tron. Oh, I'm not sure. Okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, you're, yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's a guy that uh, has flown under the radar, but he was playing for, uh, he used to play for the U.S. national team. Mm -hmm. And last year in the NCAA, he had uh, 21 points in 31 games for Harvard. That's impressive. So, so he's pretty good. Um, Absolutely. But he, is not as high rated as other guys. So that's what I meant that they have an underrated defenseman. Mm-hmm. Um, they have Drew Ellison, who's also a bit underrated. Um, they have Ryan Johnson, uh, whom I, I really like. Um, so on the, those are the depth guys. But I for, for the top guys for uh, on defense for USA, I have Jake Sanderson, uh, who looked incredible in um, in the games they played this summer. Uh, I have Cam York as well. Mm-hmm. So so those two guys, I think that they're the, the they are going to lead the defense for uh, Team USA, but I believe that they have the depth to uh, to shut down the other teams as well. Right. 
that that top pairing both play for or they're both probably property rights owned by uh, the Hamilton Steelhawks so they might be playing together for a long time actually in the <laughs> SACHL Jake Sanderson and Cam York um absolutely I that's you yeah you named a lot of the same guys that I was thinking uh, Ryan Johnson and Drew Hellison uh, Brock Faber I was thinking as well uh Katie Grizzly Bears and uh Tyler Clevin from the Vancouver Vipers uh Jackson Lacombe as well uh from Hamburg they, the, I'm interested to see who actually will be playing uh, some more of those minutes actually on that back end after after Sanderson and York who who they're going to go with back there. Um, yeah, this that team is that team is really good all around in in my opinion. Um, and the goaltending maybe maybe that uh, is enough, but uh, to to make that move up to Canada, I'm, I don't know. It's it's going to be close. Uh, but that those top two lines, like you said, the uh, the third and the fourth line, um, they're not all star teams, all star lines like uh, Canada's third and fourth line. But they can do some shutdown on those uh, on that fourth line. Um, one guy we didn't talk about, uh, Matty Berniers, um, who's draft eligible. Matthew Berniers, uh, who's draft eligible this year. Uh, he's playing. Uh, is it is it Wisconsin? Is that where he's playing? Uh, let me check. I'm I think sure. he's playing in Wisconsin, in Wisconsin <laughs> with that powerhouse there. No, Michigan. He's playing in Michigan with that powerhouse. They look really good there. And six points in eight games so far this year with Michigan uh, in the NCAA. And he's draft eligible this year. He's he, he's a most likely a top 10 pick this year in the draft. Um, I'm really interested to see him play. Um, might get to play with uh, Brendan Brisson and Sam Colangelo. Uh, that could make a pretty good group. Yeah, well, uh, the I know that you mentioned Jack Hughes and uh, Nick Robertson, but mm-hmm. USA is also missing uh, Tomas Bordolo yes. um, and John Beecher, who played last year but uh, right. won't play this year. And both Bordolo and Beecher are going to miss because uh, Beecher had a positive test to uh, COVID and Bordolo was his uh, roommate. Oh. So that's why they were excluded from the team. But uh yeah. I think that they, they would have been good enough to to make it. Um, the other the, the other um, thing okay. that I noticed about uh, and, and that the coach is being outspoken about uh, regarding Team USA is that they don't have that much size up front or players that use that their, their size. For example, you have Arthur Kaliev who's six foot two, but he's non physical. Mm-hmm. Um, and the coach actually uh, spoke about this, that he wanted to bring uh, um, physical forwards. And that's one of the reasons why they uh, have uh, Sam Colangelo on the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this might hurt them against uh, uh, the better teams like Team Canada. If Team Canada plays physical and don't give them any room, uh, we'll see how uh, Caulfield can adapt because last year Caulfield wasn't able to uh, to to be a difference maker at the World Junior Championship. Right. Um, they also have uh, as a small forward they have uh, uh, Bobby Brink, uh, who's really good, but he's again really small. Um, uh, Alex Turcotte and Trevor Zegris, they aren't the bigger guys uh, right. either. So we'll see how this plays and maybe. Um, maybe the, the coaches will um, will mix it up uh, mm-hmm. uh, depending on how it goes, but that might be the weakness for Team USA. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at their top two right wingers here, Cole Caulfield and Bobby Brink. And your top, the biggest of the two of them is five foot eight and 160 some odd pounds. That's, I remember Bobby Rink last year at the tournament got, he got run, just run over and, and uh, it really affected him in the tournament last year. So uh, like you said, Caulfield had a, had a rough go of it too. So uh, hopefully for them, it can be a bit better this year. And, and uh, sounds like the coach is already on that. All right, let's move on now to uh, to Russia. So Russia, I, yeah, this was really tight for me to between Russia and the United States. And what you just mentioned about the United States not being very very big, this Russian team is big. Yeah, well, uh, you see, I, I do have uh, Russia's third in their group behind Sweden. Oh, okay. But, uh, <laughs> we'll get to that uh, later. But I think that uh, Sweden is closer to USA than. Uh, than uh, Russia and the main knock on Russia in my opinion is their defense which is um, which is going to have a, a rocky tournament right. <laughs> it depends on how they do for example uh, for Russia the two best defensemen that I have are uh, draft eligible Daniel Sheka and uh, Jan Kuznetsov um, I Jan think that Jan Kuzetov, I, I believe, was uh, picked last year. Um, Stockholm Cougars actually have his have his rights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's only uh, Sheka who's drafted. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. But I I believe that there they will be the guys that will make the difference for uh, for right. Russia. Gotcha. Daniel Sheka is one pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he might come in with a big tourney. But if you look at the other defensemen, um, there's. Uh, uh, Semyon Shistyakov, whom I like, I, I believe that uh, Reykjavik, yeah. <laughs> Reykjavik property is <laughs> Reykjavik property. So, yeah. uh, and I followed him and, and I like him and I think that he's a gamer, but um, is he as good as the, the, the defense uh, that Canada's bringing, I, I don't think so. Right. Uh, but it might provide the offense. Uh, there's also Artemi Niazev, uh, who's a, an offensively mm-hmm. gifted defenseman. But other than that, there's uh, Shakir Mukamadulin, whom I like, but uh, he hasn't been that good early on in the KHL. He has put up points, but um, if you watched him play, um, there's he has trouble getting the puck out of his zone um (laughs) well this year so so he might be better in the tourney uh we'll see but uh that might be a problem for for russia the other guys roman bishkov uh carol kersanov um yegor shekovskov i they're guys you know Okay. They, they, might, they might do the job, but I, I don't think that they'll be game, game breakers. So on defense, I, I have them uh, below both uh, Canada and USA. Mm-hmm. Um, Shakir Makhmadoulin, uh, he's put up nine points in the, in the KHL this year. Pretty good for, for an 18-year-old Edmonton Supersonics uh, have his rights, but uh, just not moving that puck up so well. Maybe he he gets paired with Cheka, and Cheka does that part of it. And then when it's in the offensive zone, uh, Makovadulin with a big bomb, and uh, and some other stuff in the offensive zone can, can do some stuff. Up front, up front, they they have some uh, very talented players. 
I did you I did not see this coming, but Pod Colson is up to six foot four. He is growing. Yeah, well, I I absolutely love Pod Colson. Um if I was still well, I used to have a, a really bad team in the SIHL. And uh if if that was the case the year that Pod Colson was uh, available, I, I probably would have drafted him. Um I actually I absolutely love the way he plays. Um he he's really a high energy player, but he's also really skilled and with his size and skating combination, he's going to cause a lot of problems for the other teams. Um but as you I think that you you mentioned it um earlier, I Russia's center depth is um is pretty bad. Um, they have uh, Marat Kusnadinov on the first line, right? And after that, it dips uh, uh, <laughs> real quick. Yeah. Um, they have uh, Yegor Spiridonov, who, who's okay, but uh, on Canada, I don't think he would have made the team. So, uh, you know, Banff has his rights, but I was surprised he made the team. Actually, um, I I I didn't even yeah I didn't even realize he he could play center. I guess he probably will on this team. Um, they Amirov. So they're a team that I find very deep on the wings. But again, down the middle after after Kuz, Kuznetsov, you're right. This team is not uh, fantastic at center. I'm wondering if we might see players like Afenisayev and uh, and and uh, some others play center on this team. Ponomarev uh, uh, is very good defensively. Uh, he might be a really good shutdown shutdown center. Uh, yeah, I think but... it's good for for the third line. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, if he plays like top six, he's going to be miscast. So right. that that's my whole. Um, that's a reason I have. Uh, that's another reason why I have uh, uh, Russia behind Sweden, and even Kuznadinov is really good, but he's he would be like third or is fourth a, center. Yeah. Is he a first Canada. line center on some of those other teams? Right. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, so for so, the players to watch for, yeah, players <laughs> for to watch for on this team. <laughs> well, um, well, we we haven't spoken about their goalies, and obviously they have Askarov, who's going to uh, be the life and death for Russia this year. Uh, if he plays well, the, he could, even though they have holes uh, on their lineup, he, he could lead Russia to gold because uh, he's been just so good in the KHL. But uh, last year, he wasn't really good at the World Junior Championship. Right. So can, can he put that behind him and be a, a top goalie this year? Um, we'll see. But uh, other than Askarov, they have uh, Skotnikov, who was undrafted. Um, I think he's an interesting goalie. Okay. Uh, but he's on the smaller side. Once again, he, he's uh, six foot um, only. So, well, only. Well, yeah. f- for the general population, that's pretty good. But, <laughs> <laughs> but goal is that's below yeah. average for yeah. But but hey, there's some great six foot goalies, uh, and like you said, Dustin Wolf is is showing the way for the young guys right now for for six foot goalies, and yeah. they also have Ak- Aktiomov. Yeah, Aktiomov is a, a pretty good goalie as well. Yeah. But uh, Skatnikov is uh, eligible. I don't know if Aktiomov is. Uh, no, Aktimov is uh, his rights are owned by the Kansas City Crunch. Yeah, so yeah, I, I didn't have him in my list as a 
a potential draft eligible player no. otherwise they do have uh, a few uh, draft eligible players but other than uh, daniel sheka mm-hmm. they don't really have anyone that stands out or uh if any of the uh, other young guys uh, get picked at, in the next draft, is it's going to be the later rounds. A player that I was surprised didn't uh, make this team was Daniel Gushin. Well, you're right, and he would have been like their second best center. So, yeah, I was, uh, I was, I was blown <laughs> away because I like watching watching some of his highlights last year, and and just everything I've heard about the guy. He's, it. Um, People just rave about him, and the, the highlights that I've seen of him are fantastic. So that one would really surprise me. Is uh, he playing in Russia this year? No, no, he's playing uh, for. You know, that might be uh, because when they did the team, um, the coaches for uh, Russia mentioned that uh, they wanted all players to be mm-hmm. at the camp that they did in Russia. And he was so, in the NCAA. Uh, okay. Actually, uh, he's uh, he's still playing in the USHL. So oh, is he still in the USHL? Okay, I thought he. My bad. I thought he was. Uh, I thought he was in uh, in the NCAA this year. Okay, yeah, the, he he was fantastic in the uh, USHL last year. Um, and so far, he's got a pretty good start. He, he's got 18 points in 12 games. Okay, yeah, in the USHL. So um, that's pretty good. And apparently, he might play for uh, in the OHL later this year. Okay. And they also have another uh, another pretty good player on the wing uh, in Chinnikov, who uh, was drafted by the Hamilton Steelhawks this past uh, this past draft in the first round. So uh, they do have some really good wingers on this team. First off, uh, first off, Vladimir. First off, <laughs> Montreal Millionaires. Um, uh, Groshev of Nova Scotia. Havana has uh, a Finisea, but again, he might move to the center as well be, uh, with this team. But yeah, and uh, Artem Gritsiak as well, but uh, but just not super deep down the middle. Yeah, uh, I do. I do like. Uh, I really like uh, Arsene Gritsiak. Yeah. Uh, last year when I watched the MHL, I mm-hmm. saw both uh, Gritsiak and Shinakov, and I think that uh, talent-wise, Gritsiak is uh, is uh, better uh, talent-wise. But the the thing is that Shinakov plays. A pro style, and he's got a wicked shot, mm-hmm. uh, which has served him well so far in the KHL. Uh, but after his odd start, he has uh, cooled off a bit. Right. So we'll see uh, what happens during the tournament. Uh, one guy that might uh, that might rise up for uh, Russia is uh, during the tournament is M- Mikhail Abramov. Yeah, uh, Amber Gladiators. Yeah, he, he was pretty good last year in the queue. Uh, had a good year. Um, and he's a talented center. So maybe uh, maybe due to the lack of uh, center depth for Russia, he, he will get uh, promoted to uh, one of the top lines. And uh, he is the kind of player that could do well with talent on his wings. This team, one of the reasons I put this team so high in this was uh, they they won the Karalja Cup. This team, basically this same team, um, against all men's uh, teams, like uh, from the Czech Republic and from all the other countries. Uh, so so that that impressed me there. Uh, but we'll see. It's, uh, time will tell. And let's move on to that team that, <laughs> that you have ahead of them, and that is Sweden. Um, what are you liking in Sweden here? 
Well, I think that uh, they've got a, a great defense. I have oh, their yeah. defense as second only to Canada, but it's close. So, and um, for me, and they, they, I also think they have a, a good goaltending. So, so for me, in a, in a short tourney like uh, the World Junior Championship, you want to have a good defense and a good uh, goaltending situation so that even if uh, your forwards don't gel that much, you can at least shut down the opposition and um, go with uh, and, and win low-scoring games. And that's why I have them uh, third for the tourney. Um, so that's the main reasons. But I, I really like their defense. I think that's uh, their top three on defense. Uh, Victor Soderstrom, mm-hmm. Tobias Bjornfot, and uh, Philip Roberg. I think that's... Uh, they're going to be really good and um, they're going to get a lot of ice time. Absolutely. Uh, Victor Soderstrom, Vancouver Line Norseman, uh, uh, Broberg of the Edmonton Supersonics, and Bjornfad of the St. Louis Spartans. And I think another guy to fit in with them to make that, to make that top two pairing uh, is Albert Johansson uh, from Nova Scotia Schooners. Uh, that, is the, that is a fantastic top four. Um, one that I might even... Uh, think might be even better than Canada's. Uh, that uh, I, that Swedish defense core is fantastic, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, and if they need scoring, they have Emil Andre. Yeah, Emil uh, Andre and, and and Brandstrom. He's undrafted at nineteen. Axel Brandstrom. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and in that, you were you were mentioning their goaltending. They have a lot of really good goaltenders. That's going to be tough. Like Jesper Wallstedt, I'm really excited to see him. He might not even be their starter. Right, but uh, he's in a, a similar situation uh, that Askarov was in last year. Right. And he might get the early start. And if he's doing well, they might stick with him. And he's uh, he might be a potential top 10 draft uh, pick this year. Uh, he's the next best goalie, a young goalie. So it will be interesting to see him uh, react to... Uh, to, to, to uh, the quality of play of the World Junior Championship and see how, how he does. But he's a, a big guy. He's a six foot three, 214 already. Um, I, I'll for sure be watching him. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people are hoping that he, he's their starter just because they're so excited about him for, for this draft. But Hugo Altfeld, Altfeld was their starter last year. That's uh, it's tough. The tough to take the role from a player that was there last year and was their starter. Um, London Monarchs have his rights, and then Cal Klang, uh, Vancouver Vipers, another really good goaltender. They are they are in good shape. This team going but into this you, in goaltending. If you look at the start of uh, the SHL, uh, Wallstead has been the one that's been doing the best. Okay, so he's uh, he played nine games in the SHL. As a 920 save percentage, 206 uh, goal average. Uh, so that's really great stats for a young guy. And he was great last year in the Super Elite. Um, so he, <laughs> even though Alnefeld was uh, was their starter last year, mm-hmm. um, I think they might give him a chance. And uh, so. it's going to be interesting to see. For sure. Let's move to the forwards. I'll All let right. you start. 
So the forwards here, like they're missing, they're missing their top center in Carl Henriksen, and this is not a deep team of centers. Uh, they are they are extremely deep on the wing. Uh, well, at least they have some very the super high in talent, at least for the top a couple of groupings. Anyways, uh, with Mason Raymond, of course, Alexander Holtz, uh, Noel Gundler, uh, Emil Heinemann, all, all these wingers are fantastic. I think uh, Theodore Niederbach's gonna need to play center for this team. Um, he's had a great start to the year as well, but, uh, well, at least in the, um, in the J 20, but, um, yeah, well, thoughts, uh, thoughts on those guys. <laughs> well, b- before starting with those guys, uh, mm. you mentioned that, uh, they, they were it hard. And I think that, uh, Sweden is the team that was, uh, it the hardest with, uh, the COVID, um, they're missing. Well, I, Apparently, it's not really necessarily COVID, but it might be injury related. But mm-hmm. they, they're missing Daniel Torgerson. Um, they're missing Carl and Rickson, with whom you've mentioned. They also are missing William Eklund, who would have been one of the top uh, draft eligible right. prospects. Um, there's also Albin Grew. Uh, he, he's more of a grinder, uh, but. Mm-hmm. He's still very skilled, uh, so so they're missing him. They also made two surprising cuts on defense. They don't have Helier Grants, yeah. uh, who had a, a good start uh, in the uh, SHL, and they also cut Simon uh, Edvinson, whom I would have liked to see. Uh, he's going to be one of the top draft eligible players for uh, next year. Um, but going back to 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 the forwards. Um, it's it's rumored that they might play Lucas Raymond at center. Mm-hmm. I was I was going to ask you about that. That's that's what I heard too. I would <laughs> love to see a line with Raymond centering Holtz and Gundler. I would that I would just that I would be extremely excited to see that line. That would be pretty neat to see. I don't. Well, if they do that, I I I would probably put uh, a guy like uh, Emil Einemann with them. Okay, because uh, like. He, Emil Einemann plays a good, um, likes to grind more than Noel Gundler. So, so he might be better to, uh, to complement uh, Raymond and Olds, who are both, well, Raymond, who's going to, to, to move the puck mm-hmm. up the ice, and Olds, who's going to be the player. But Olds is a, a very uh, complete player. So he can both move the puck up the ice, and he's, uh, pretty good defensively as well. So uh, he's a complete player. And if you put a, a guy like Emil Einemann on the other wing, um, who, who likes to go get the puck and yeah. who, who's going to go in traffic and everything, I think that's the kind of guy that uh, that duo might need. And then you can put Gunler on the second line and have more offense from that second line. Okay. Um, so... so the, the, and they, they also have uh, Simon Olmstrom, mm-hmm. uh, yes, who, <laughs> who's been drafted like two years ago. So there's not too much talk about him, but um, he's uh, he's, he's been doing... to the SHL year, but uh, but he has that talent. He, uh, he I have him. I, I penciled him here in, on the third line, but um, but he could easily move up. <laughs> he's he's got. He's got some good goal-scoring ability, for sure. Yeah, and he's experienced, and he he has played on the smaller ice. He played with the AHL last year, all year long. So he's a player that um, 
might be better on playing in Canada on smaller ice than he was in the all rings. Um, but it might be a surprise for them. Um, other players that I like, well, it won't be a surprise because the, the Reykjavik uh, mm-hmm. riders drafted him, but I really like Arvid Kosmor. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, he, he's a really skilled player, so he might actually end up being the second-line center for uh, for Sweden this year. Uh, he's uh, offensively gifted. Uh, he can score and he can also pass the puck. Um He's not the biggest, so at the SHL level, uh, he doesn't get that many minutes. Um, but I think that he is a skilled player that won't uh, look out of place um, at the World Junior Championship. Other players of note, there's a Zion Nybeck, who's mm-hmm. uh, really talented. Uh, we'll see what he does. He's another small guy. Um, you mentioned Tider Niederbeck. Um I would be surprised to see him at center because he doesn't play uh, that style. But due to the lack of uh, of depth uh, at center for Sweden, he might end up playing um, playing center. But I, I could see a second line of uh, Gunler, uh, Kosmar, and Niederback, and that might be uh, good enough to. Uh, <laughs> To, to provide enough secondary scoring behind uh, Olds and um, and Raymond, and after that, well, uh, they're a bit lacking uh, for uh, depth, but that's due to the COVID emissions. Yeah. Another another player that uh, we didn't mention that's not there this year is uh, William Wallander uh, on defense as well, and that was a uh, COVID, I believe, related. So, uh, so man, they they were decimated going into this. Um, and that's that's why that, I have them, a great D. <laughs> that's why I had them uh, so far back, or not so far back, but just just behind the uh, the Russians there for for that next spot. Um, uh, another center there that uh, a player that does play center, Albin Sunsvik. I think he might he could be a challenge for that second, so second or third line center, uh, maybe with Nybeck on one wing and Holmstrom on the other. Uh, that could be a could be a formidable pair of group for for a for a third for a third line. Uh, then they have a yep. massive guy, uh, the Dublin the Dublin Shamrocks have in Elmer Soderblom. He's six foot eight, two hundred and thirty eight <laughs> pounds. So look out, Bobby Brink! Please look out, Bobby Brink! <laughs> well, if you can catch him, <laughs> right, right. But holy cow, that guy is that guy's a big guy. Uh, so. Elmer but those Soderblom. are guys that are more defensely, uh, defensive. Uh, yeah, uh, they they won't provide a, a ton of scoring. So, but they'll do the job on the third or fourth line. Yeah, he'll bang uh, and crash. If he catches, if he does catch you, look out. That's uh, that could hurt a lot. So, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I think that the loss of William Eklund will really hurt them. Mm-hmm. He would have been. He's like the missing member for the top six. Him and, and Henriksen. So uh, those two guys, it might hurt uh, Sweden because they might not be scoring that much during the tourney. And for for us going into the uh, d- the draft, not like this is a great chance to see these guys. I mean, we don't base our entire scouting on the World Juniors, but it's sure nice to see somebody that's uh, a projected top 10 pick in the draft um, at the World Juniors. 
so that's that's tough for him. That's tough for Sweden. They they really got hit hard by that. Well, uh, I do have a, a potential surprise for Sweden as well. Okay. Who's going to be draft eligible next year? And uh, he's Oscar Olsson. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he might end up playing uh, on the third or second line. Yeah, uh, he has done fairly well so far in uh, in the SHL and also in the well. It used to be the Super Elite, but he's changed it to the National this this year. Right. Uh, he had tw 27 points in 16 games, which is pretty good for that league. Yeah. And so far in the SHL, he has four points in 11 games. Um, That's so pretty good too. A, a guy to to uh, to check during the World Junior Championship. He's supposed to go uh, late first round or early second round uh, this year. Okay, there'll be one to watch for sure. Oscar Olofsson, um, draft eligible this year. All right, let's move on now to the Czechs. Well, that's um, for myself. That's who I have next. Uh, is yeah. the Czechs the <laughs> finishing fourth in that? But and if they finish fourth, um, they get the enviable first round quarterfinal matchup against uh, Canada. Yeah, as long as Canada finishes ahead of Finland uh, on the other side there, but uh, which I think we're all assuming. Uh, Once again, they have uh, they have three good goaltenders. Uh, they have uh, Jan Bednash. Uh, let's go to them here. Jan Bednash, Nick Malik, and Perik as well. Perik uh, is a London Monarchs rights owned, and Jan Bednash of uh, Nova, Nova Scotia Nova Scotia Schooners. But Nick Malik never got drafted last year. I expected him to be picked, and he never was. Yeah. Uh... I think their goaltending uh, is on par with Canada. Okay. So I have them uh, at fifth place, uh, tied with Canada for uh, for their goalies. Uh, but obviously, they don't have the offense or the defense of Canada. And I think that uh, while they're a step down from uh, the big five, Canada, USA, Russia, Sweden, and Finland, I think that they have the best combo of offense and defense of all the other teams. Right. Yeah, I'll agree with that for sure. Uh, now, they have a couple draft eligibles this year. Um, on the back end, uh, Sporl. Uh, who is it? Uh, Stanislav Sporl. And who's the other one they have here? Juracek. But uh, uh, yeah, but, well, Juracek is really interesting, but he's only eligible in 2022. Oh, Okay, so he's a 2022 draft eligible, is he? Exactly, but okay. he's going to be one of the top guys, and all he, right. he's all, already playing in the Czech uh, extra liga, the top league in uh, in Czechoslovakia, and mm -hmm. he's doing extremely well. So uh, he, I'm glad that he's playing in the tournament because I really want to see how he does. He might be uh, one of the the best young defense upcoming defensemen of his generation okay wow high praise yeah. all right well i'm very <laughs> excited to watch him now <laughs> uh they have another player on the back end so i find their their back end is their the, the defense core is very uh very green um not much experience there um in that maybe not so much international experience um and not many not so many draft out of Uh, drafted players so another one that i thought might be drafted actually last year was uh simon kubicek 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was passed over, but I heard really good stuff about him. But I, I haven't watched him uh, okay. play, so uh, I can't really comment. But uh, I'm looking forward to watching him in the World Junior Championship. Yeah. Uh, with the new trend of overagers being drafted, uh, I think that maybe 10-15% 10, of uh, the drafted prospects each year are overagers. I think that uh, it's worth... Uh, looking uh, at uh, at older players now which is a new tendency because uh, they used to uh, be skipped over afterwards and just be signed by the teams but uh, the the later the late the few last years uh, we've seen a lot of overagers being drafted and right. just to mention that my two players to watch for you mentioned them already were oh. uh, David Jurisek <laughs> and Stanislav Svozil on defense so, so the, these are the two guys to to look for. Um, Svozil is of it will be um, eligible this year, but uh, Jurisek just next year. So, uh, if we move to the forwards, um, mm -hmm. they do have a, a bit of talent. <laughs> they have Jan Misak, mm -hmm. um, who doesn't have a great start this year, but uh, he, he was really good last year in the OHL. They do have uh, Michal Tepli, um, who's playing in who was playing in the WHL last year, and uh, they do have uh, Pavel Novak, who's uh, another uh, uh, Reykjavik Riders uh, drafty. Um, yeah, so, so th these are the top three guys for uh, for for the Czech. Um, the other guy that I have, which might be interesting this year, is uh, Michal Gutt, uh, mm -hmm. who was passed over, uh, but he was barely eligible last year. I think he's he was uh, August burn, uh, birth. Let me check. Yeah, August 16. So he was really young last year. He played in the WHL for the Everett Silvertips. Right. Um, I liked him, uh, but he, he was getting like third line, uh, third line uh, uh, role. Mm -hmm. um, this year so far, he, he has played in the second uh, Czech league and he's done very well. He has nine, 11 points in nine games oh, nice. and that's still a, a tough lead to play in. So uh, he might be an interesting player to watch for uh, in the tournament as well as a potential overager for, uh, for next year. Well, and Everett uh, plays a the classically they played a very very defensive style. Uh, so getting third line minutes and having to play that defensive style um, is not going to be great for your production. So that could be a the, this could be a player to to watch in this tournament, like you said. Um, some other guys that I noticed from them uh, they have P uh, Pitlick, is it uh, Yarmir Pitlick, uh, who's mm -hmm. Vancouver Vipers owned, and uh, Adam Raska again. Uh, Vancouver Vipers, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and on defense, uh, Martin Haas, uh, the Montreal Millionaires. Um, I was I was thinking for those Everett players, uh, Kubitschek, who played in Seattle actually in the WHL last year. Um, guys like Guy Flaming and uh, and our and our new GM in Portland uh, might might have some uh, some words on them. Maybe we'll have to ask them about those guys as as they see them a fair bit um, with. With Portland being in the same division, I think as as um, as both of those teams, 
in the yeah. in the WHL, right? And then of course for Guy, with uh, with with everything with the WHL. So uh, yeah. all right. But unfortunately for the Czech Republic, mm-hmm. uh, they got kind of a raw deal this year because uh, <laughs> if they were in Group A, they might be able to, uh, to to get the third position. But right now in Group B, uh, they've got to beat one of uh, USA, Sweden, or Russia, which I don't think will happen. And if they finish fourth, they're going; they're likely going to face Canada. Um, in the finals, and I don't think they've got much chances against Canada because Canada's just so strong. A but we'll see. We, yeah. We've seen surprises before, but uh... <laughs> right, we have, but not with uh, like this. This group reminds me of that uh, 05 group that uh, that was just incredible at that one as well, right? When that year the lockout is, it's very similar to that, right? And we can take yeah. take players. From all like that normally wouldn't get to go because they'd be playing like like a Kirby Doc and Dylan Cousins and and uh, maybe Connor McMichael and some others right Bo and Byram that uh, just wouldn't have been there otherwise. Right. All right, well a team that has it even worse in the Czech Republic is Austria as they have to play the <laughs> Czech Republic as well and they for me Austria has one player that I know I really don't know much else on Austria and that is a fantastic player in Marco Rossi. Of the Seattle Grunge, um, what are your thoughts with uh, Austria? Well, I think that just like Germany, they're going to uh, to have to rely on one player. <laughs> well, <laughs> in case of Germany, they have two players, but uh, for, for Austria, they, they they're going to rely on Marco Rossi. Mm-hmm. And uh, other than that, uh, they don't have much talent uh, going in. Um, there are two players that I can mention. Um, there was one player who played in the queue last year uh, who's named Senna Peters. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's a decent goal scorer so far. I think that he's done well uh, this year in the Swedish Junior League. Yeah, he's got seven goals in six games in the, uh-huh. in the Junior uh, Swedish League. So and last year he played with Halifax, who had a terrible team. Uh, he scored 23 goals in 57 games. Uh, but that being said, he, the team was so bad that uh, uh, he was one of their top scorers, uh, even though he didn't score that much. My biggest knock on Senna Peters was that in the queue, um, he would actively avoid being it. So, so if there was a puck battle of any kind, he'd never win it. So uh, that was my knock on him. It, it might not be that much of a problem in the in the junior Swedish league because there's not that much hitting at all right. in that league. Um, but we'll see at the World Junior Championship if he's uh, if he's braver than mm-hmm. in the queue. <laughs> It's 192. Be... You don't expect that, but I mean, it, it's just because the guy's a little bit bigger doesn't mean that he uh, he likes the contact at all, right? So, yeah, yeah exactly. And he's the kind of guy that uh, really uh, it would be blatant that he would just um, give up give up on plays, or if okay. he if he knows that he's going to get it, he'll Take just the dump puck. the puck. <laughs> Yeah. Take here, have the puck. <laughs> so, but once again, he was playing with Halifax, and Halifax was really bad, so he might mm-hmm. have been a target there. 
Right. And after some time, this might have played a role into how he was responding on the ice. But uh, we'll see. I'm interested right. to see him play in that group and see if uh, he's going to be better on that uh, aspect of the game. Otherwise, he's going to be good on the power play. So with Marco Rossi, uh, he might score a, a couple of goals because he's going to have a great puck feeder. Yeah. He sure will. That's uh, yeah, absolutely. They have a, a 16-year-old as well on the team, uh, Marco Casper. So he looks like he's not eligible until was it 20 uh, 23? It looks like. Uh yeah, but um, I don't have any notes on no, uh, Marco no, I mean, Casper. He, yeah, he was playing in the J20. He only has two goals in six games, so. We'll see. Well, that's not bad for a 16-year-old. Yeah. But last year, he was playing in the EBGL, a league that uh, I don't know anything about. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, the, the other guy that I've um, marked for um, for their team is Lucas Nessani. I don't know how it's pronounced. Um, but he's a defenseman. Yeah. Might be Nisasani. I don't know. I think I think uh, you got it. I think you got it right. <laughs> <laughs> Better than me. <laughs> He's going to be uh, eligible. Um, uh, is it going to be? Yeah, he's going to be eligible in the next draft. Um, and he's done um, fairly good this year in the different leagues he has played. Uh, he plays for uh, Red Bull. Um, so, so usually they have a good development program, so we'll see how he plays. He's, uh, 17 years old, mm -hmm. um, might be decent. We'll see. Might get a lot of, uh, ice time for, uh, for Austria, but I don't have high hopes for them. I, I think that other than Marco Rossi and Senna Peters are pretty much on par with Switzerland. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, there's. There's only so much uh, talent amongst uh, amongst the countries out there, and once you get past that uh, fifth, sixth, seventh country, um, it starts to weed out a lot. Um, all right, so let's let's move on to the thoughts for maybe. Uh, well, we both mentioned in, as we've been going uh, who we think uh, is going to finish where for for the countries in in the medal standings. Uh, I have. I have Canada, U.S., Russia. You have Canada, U.S., Sweden. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then you have you have Finland ahead of Russia. Is that right? Or do you have Russia ahead of Finland? I do have Russia ahead of Finland. Okay. So okay. my my top five is uh, Canada, USA, Sweden, uh, Russia, and then Finland. All right. Yeah. So we are just we are opposite on the uh, third place on the bronze and the fourth. Yeah. So. <laughs> Should be interesting. <laughs> uh, how about the players? Uh, any any picks for uh, for tournament MVPs or or uh, best defenseman, best goalie? Uh, well, I went by position because uh, okay. for the MVP, it's pretty hard to uh, to to tell. Um, uh, for goalies, I'll start with the goalies because that's where my list is the shortest. Sure. For goalies, I have Spencer Knight and Yaroslav Askarov. Um, and that's going in because, uh, like I mentioned, Wallstead for uh, Sweden might be uh, it, but he might not even be the starter. So 
<laughs> going in. It's hard to tell um, who else than those two goaltenders could be the top goalies and really stand out for the teams. But I believe that Spencer Knight or Askarov do have the talent to uh, carry their teams to the gold medal. All right. I, uh, I don't know if you had this is, other. This is bad radio because I'm going to agree 100 with you. <laughs> and, <laughs> that, that, and I mean, I, I have a biased opinion on it myself <laughs> with, with both of them being Banff Rockies uh, prospects. But um, yeah, I, I that's why I had Russia actually um, in that uh, third spot. Was I think that Askarov's going to steal it uh, for them, that, and I think he has a chance to steal the tournament. Um, it, he's He steals games in the KHL. Uh, you never know. But I, I do have them third, um, not winning it. But, uh, yeah. Uh, all right. Let's 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 move on to the defense. Uh, so you picked two, uh, like, for two spots on defense then? Well, for no. Uh, for defensemen, I have a, a list of five defensemen. Oh, great. Um, I do think that uh, Bo- I have Bowen Byram, mm-hmm. uh, Thomas Harley, Victor Soderstrom, Uh, Cam York and Jake Sanderson. Um, And I believe that uh, either one of them could really kickstart their defense um, and really have a big impact uh, on their team. And they might end up uh, being judged the best defenseman of the tournée. I was very similar in myself. Um, I had uh, Bowen Byram... And Soderstrom and Vic and uh, Broberg uh, as a as a top three with Sanderson and uh, Jamie's Drysdale um, as the next as the next two. But uh, yeah, Byram, Soderstrom, Broberg. I think I think it's um, I think it's gonna be Byram personally. But uh, Soderstrom and Bro- Broberg, I could b- see both of those guys uh, pushing uh, pushing Byram. That. Yeah, I, I do like Drysdale as well, but uh, since Canada has uh, Byram and Arley already, uh, mm-hmm. I didn't want to go with three guys from the same team. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I love Harley too. Uh, I didn't. I didn't have. I did have him like a close, close to Drysdale, but um, I, Drysdale, uh, I've seen him last year at the uh, at the World Juniors. When he got that chance, when Byram got injured and and he got that chance uh, to show his stuff, um, he really on that uh, on that stage at the World Junior stage uh, as a draft eligible player, he showed it that he just has that much. So that's why I put him in there a little bit after those other three. But um, well, it, it's always possible, you know. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, and then hey, and it's, it's better radio when we don't mean. agree on everything too. So. <laughs> And it might okay. be someone else or, or one of the guys from the other teams uh, that just stands out because yeah. we're going for the high-profile players, but uh, it's not always, uh, it doesn't always go that way. <laughs> True, absolutely. Uh, so all right, let's, forwards, uh, let's, yeah. let's move into the forwards then. Um, the forwards, I have the, the longest list. Okay. Um, for Canada, I have uh, Kirby Dak and Connor McMichael. Um It's simply because Kirby Dak is already uh, an NHL talent. So he might come in the tourney and with his size and his skill, he might be able to dominate. And for Connor McMichael, well, he already had a big impact last year. 
So it wouldn't be inconceivable to see him do even better this year. Mm-hmm. So, so those for those are for Canada. For USA, I have uh, Trevor Zegras, who was really good last year. Um, he's kind of uh, Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde for the coach because he's really skilled on offense, but the other parts of his game might be lacking. So, uh, like I mentioned earlier. In uh, such a short tournay, you might want to bank on your defense uh, and your goalie and and play a more hermetic style than, and then go all offense. Um, and Trevor Zegras is the kind of player that shines going all offense. Uh, so we'll see. But if if he plays like last year uh, and he he uses his ice time to produce, he might end up being uh, the best forward in the tourney. Um, I do have for Sweden, Alexander Olds and Lucas Raymond, who Lucas Raymond, he didn't have the best tourney last year, uh, but this year he really stepped up uh, so far um, in the first few months of the year, and he might continue in the World Junior Championship, and he could be a a dominating force and Alexander Olds with his complete game and his goal scoring he might be the guy that scores uh the gold medal the gold medal uh game winning goal so <laughs> maybe he gets to be the the best forward in the in the tourney um for Russia I have a Pat Colzin who has been incredible in uh in international play however he had he has been a snake bitten uh in the past so uh he might he didn't produce that much but so far in the khl uh he's been pretty uh pretty good so uh i have him for russia um the other guy that i have is uh anton lundell for finland uh if finland does really well it's going to be because anton lundell uh dominates and it might be possible because he he's been really good in the top finish uh, league this year. And I have uh, the last guy that I have is Tim Stutzel because if Germany somehow <laughs> gets in the medal round, uh, it's going to be because of Tim Stutzel. And if that happens, uh, you might uh, get the best uh, the best forward uh, in the tourney. Uh, he just might. Uh, you know what? All of those names sound fantastic to me. Uh, one guy that, in Canada that um, that I'm extremely excited to see in this tournament is Alex Newhook. Uh, I mean, Canada. It's it. You know, there's 14 guys that that uh, could be could be the guy. Um, Alex Newhook, I think, um, won't get the matchups that uh, a guy like Kirby Doc will get, and I think I think Alex Newhook could put up uh, a ton of points. Although uh, I think it's that uh, the line of Newhook, uh, Peltier, and uh, and Holloway that they've been playing together, uh, maybe to look at a shutdown role. So maybe he goes. Maybe they the coaches use him another way, and and he he's more defensive uh, in his in his game in this one. But Alex Newhook, along with what you said, what you mentioned, and Kirby Doc, Connor McMichael, uh, Dylan Cousins as well. Um, that's, there's a lot in Canada that you can look at, right? Yeah, um, I skipped over, but Byfield has been dominant in the OHL. He, right. he could come in the tourney and really uh, bully his way through. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if that happens, he could be the best forward. 
Uh, and like you said, on Canada, there's so much talent. There's Cole Perfetti who yeah. could just have a great tourney and uh, end up being the, the, the MVP. Um, right. There's Dawson Mercer. Um, he has been good uh, at the camp and uh, maybe he scores like five goals or six goals and uh, leads Canada in goal scoring and has a big gold uh, gold medal game and he gets to be the, the, the top forward in the tourney. So for Canada, they, they really have an all-star roster uh, up front. Uh, mm. Every guy, even Jack Quinn, like we're not talking about Jack Quinn, but Jack Quinn right now is what uh, a fourth liner for Canada and he... He's and you still, never know. Uh, he could be on the first talent. line. He, he might end up yeah. on the first line. That's <laughs> like how much that team can get mixed up. And uh, uh, because they can all do it. They're all, like we said, they were, they're all all-stars. So Exactly. Yeah. So, so for Canada, it's hard to say. I it's went with, uh, it's hard to say uh, for Canada. with Zach <laughs> I guess and I'm Mick excited Michael, to but... see New Hook, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, for the States, uh, like you said, Trevor Zegras. Alex Turcott. Alex Turcott is, uh, you know, he was uh, he was drafted. Um, what is it, fifth or fifth overall in the other league, uh, third overall in our league. He has had a tough time time of it last year uh, with Wisconsin, but I think maybe this year at the tournament he uh, he breaks out and and uh, he's uh, his underlying numbers last year were insane. I was um, Scouch put out a um, Put out a, a spreadsheet showing the under, underlying numbers of all the players that were eligible in the draft last year, and his were du- like he had like double the numbers on the other U- uh, the other um, U.S. national team players like uh, Jack Quinn and and those other guys. And so I think Alex Turcott might be that guy this year that just breaks out and uh, and and shows what he's got. Uh, he also won't. I don't think he'll be getting the the matchups that Zgrass will be getting. So maybe that gives frees him up, and he has some talented wingers to play with too. Um, moving over to Russia, I'm in agreement uh, with Vasily Podkolzin, but also Amirov. I think Amirov might might actually lead the entire tournament in goals because uh, because he's going to have some good players getting in that puck, and and they've played well together uh, in the in the other tournaments, Podkolzin and, and Amirov. So. You, you never know for Amirov. Uh, I, mean, I, I really like Amirov as well. Uh, but the, you know, the the reason I mentioned Paul Colson is because Paul Col- uh, the style of play of Colson, it stands out. So mm-hmm. uh, between the two players, um, if if you look at the game and the, the if they finish with uh, a similar number of points, I think that Pop Colson has a better chance of getting the, the the best forward uh, right, award. Yeah. yeah. Uh, moving to Finland, Anton Lundell, of course. Um, he's been just lights out in the Liga this year. Um, put to rest a lot of those uh, questions about his skating and um, and some of the, some other parts of his game. So uh, I'm excited about that. But, but I think, like you said, if Finland does anything, it's going to be on his back. Um, Moving over to Sweden, and yeah, again, Raymond and Holtz. Uh, that's who I have for Sweden and uh, and Mason Raymond. Uh, I think it, another guy. This is his coming out party. He's going to just light it up at this tournament. Uh, and of course, Tim Stutzel in Germany. For Germany to do anything, it's going to have to be on his back with Paterka, but especially on Stutzla. 
and uh, Marco Rossi again in Austria. Poor Marco Rossi is going to have is going to have three guys on him the entire time, <laughs> right? Yeah, the problem with uh, with with for Marco Rossi is that the only way that he can win that award would be if uh, if they get to at least at least the quarterfinals, right? And I don't see that happening. Nope. Uh, they might be uh, be able to beat uh, the Czech Republic. Uh, you never know in a short tourney, but even if they, they, they beat them and they face Canada uh, in the quarterfinals, they're, they're going to be uh, to be out from at that point. So unfortunately, I don't see him winning that award. No. Um, no. I do have a dark horse for, uh, for the best forward, mm-hmm. and it might be a situation a bit like uh, Lafreniere, Although uh, he's less touted than Lafreniere, um, you could see Mathieu Beignet have a, a really good uh, tournament and uh, really rise up the ranks for, for the next draft. And maybe uh, if he gets to play on the first line and scores a, a ton of goals or, or make a lot of passes, maybe he becomes the, the top forward uh, in the tournament. Uh, and that would be a great lift for the USA. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, going back to Rossi, you know, I, I'm really interested, really interested to see how he plays there as he was on a stacked London team and put up like just monster numbers there. And it's the complete opposite now. He's going to, he's going to be playing on what's probably the worst team in the tournament, if not Switzerland, but... Uh, and he's going to have to do everything. He's going to have everyone on him. So it's a completely <laughs> opposite uh, role for him there. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see what he does with that. Can he still produce? Uh, no, I'm not saying like like he did with London. But can he produce even a point a game uh, with that team? We'll see. It's, it'll be very interesting to see. Well, to be frank, uh, I was a bit surprised to see him go to the tournament. Because... He doesn't have much to gain, but he he, he has some to lose. For example, yeah. if if he doesn't produce because for for whatever reason, I, I mean their their team is pretty uh, bad overall compared to the uh, to the other teams. So if he doesn't produce uh, and he has a hard time, um, then it won't be positive for him. And if he he does produce. Uh, it's going to be oh, it was expected from Rossi. Right. So I, I was surprised to see him go, uh, but I, I do know that uh, European Europeans do like to represent their uh, their country. Mm-hmm. Well, well, not that uh, Americans don't don't or, or Canadians don't like it, but um, it carries a, a, a higher uh, weight than for for for. Um, for us um and that's <laughs> and i don't want to uh to get into this deeply but uh, um for example I, they say that for some players for some europeans it's more important to win at the world championship than right. at uh, the, the nhl the, stanley cup yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i've heard that too absolutely <laughs> well we have to thank uh, Phil Lesage, uh, uh, GM of the CL Grunge, for allowing Marco Rossi to play in this tournament. That's very nice of you, Phil. Thank you. Um, 
so but we uh, like i said i'll be really interested to see how he can handle that kind of um uh coverage really um like i said if any team doesn't throw three guys on them the entire time i don't know what they're doing because because that's it for for austria wow sylvain once again this was fantastic i know people raved about uh that other other our last uh our last talk when you're on the podcast so i really appreciate you coming on again uh i'm looking forward to this tournament myself and uh and i have a number of other a number of players that I'm going to be watching even more closely now after after this conversation. So thank you very much. Well, it was a pleasure to participate to the podcast once again. Uh, as you know, I really like watching junior players. Um, and so I really look forward, especially this year, to uh, the World Junior Championship. Hopefully, uh, it starts uh, on time. <laughs> yeah. And, and they don't have any big problems. Um, but uh, I can't wait for that arcade to start because right now uh, I know that we have our games running. But uh, other than that, um, I I really like to 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 have um, to watch some other arcade. And mm -hmm. uh, so far this year, I haven't been uh, really uh, able to to watch a ton of games. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. No. Oh, absolutely. And. And uh, of course, best wishes to all the players uh, to stay healthy, and and uh, and of course, all of you listeners out there to stay healthy. But uh, but yeah, this is this is my favorite tournament of the year, um, and and uh, I even yeah, I, I watch it uh, more closely than the Stanley Cup playoffs. I have to admit. <laughs> so, <laughs> Same here. Yeah, excellent. All right, thank you again, Sylvain. Uh, best to you for the holidays and uh, and and all the way into the new year. Uh, um, hopefully, for a much better 2021 for all of us. Thank you, Jan, and uh, to everyone listening. Uh, have a great holiday, and uh, hopefully, everything uh, everyone stays healthy uh, during this uh, time period. We're all hoping for uh, the vaccine to uh, work it out so that mm -hmm. uh, we can go back to our daily activities right absolutely all right thanks and talk to you soon thank you bye thanks again sylvan always incredible insight into our sichl prospects uh, we really appreciate having you on and uh and i'm looking forward to those world juniors of course as well all right next on the show we have overtime with gm gary graves of the Boston Colonials, where we will be handing out Christmas gifts to all the SICHL GMs. In overtime! In this segment of Overtime, Gary Graves, GM of the Boston Colonials. How are you, Gary? I'm doing fantastic. I've had a week off, and... I want to say I'm resting up, and and I think I'm getting there. But uh, I'm I've been pretty excited about hockey lately, and I don't know if it's the World Juniors that, that's coming or or what it is. But uh, getting getting super pumped for that tournament. So, yeah. Well, World Junior time means it's Christmas time, and this is a special episode of the podcast and uh, a Christmas special. And we are today we're going to be talking about. Christmas gifts for those SICHL GMs out there and what they what we think that they might need and what, what we would like to give them. Uh, so without further ado, 
Let's get it started right away in the Canadian East Division. We'll start with the Acadia Grizzly Bears. Boy, that's tough for me to to say. Uh, I always think the other one. But uh, we'll start with Acadia and GM Guy Flaming. And Guy, because of that uh, name change and everything, I think I think uh, you need a lawyer to fight off any cease and desist orders as well as a trademark on the new Grizzly Bear logo. Yourself? What do you think, Gary? Well, after seeing his power play percentage from from his team, I think he needs. I think he needs a new power play. <laughs> I think it's just pretty rotten right now at an eight point seven zero percentage. That sucks, man. But but is a pretty good guy. I like him. Um, I want to give him a trading partner uh, to give him more picks this year. And here's where you're going to insert that sound clip from Wayne's World. Not. <laughs> Okay. All right. So that's Acadia GM Guy Flaming. We'll be getting a couple things. Maybe a better power play coming up in the in after Christmas and in the in the new year. All right. So let's take us next to the Fredericton Express. Uh, GM Mark McRae, of course, our commissioner. Uh, so we'll start off uh, with the team. He needs a backup goalie. He just has one uh, one goalie that's uh, that's above uh, above sixty eight on that team. Um, you really need in a backup over there. If anything was to happen to Vasilevsky, no, you know, of course, knock on wood that nothing does happen, of course. But if anything was to happen to Vasilevsky, that team would be in a lot of trouble in the net. Uh, something else that I was thinking he might need, uh, some less skirting around the rules from GMs around the SICHL. Uh, maybe uh, maybe that would make, uh, make life a little bit easier for the commissioner. And finally... A brand shiny new GHA site. What do you think? Well, I don't think we're going to get that GHA site from Mark. I think we we need to put the pressure on a certain uh, Mike, uh, the Edmonton GM there. But we'll get to him. We'll ask for that site again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking I want to give him the Builders Award because when I looked at his team today, there's a lot of a lot of good pieces he put in the place through like and a lot of it's through the draft and and that's incredible. Um, I I think given that he's got all those pieces, and I think now that I look back at that whole Pasternak trade, I'm thinking he should be giving me some future considerations <laughs> um, because I think he caught me at a mo- moment of weakness at at the time, and, and and so I think he really should be you know giving back this Christmas, not us giving him <laughs> something. So maybe some future considerations coming my way. Uh, I'm I'm in a I'm in a receiving mood this year. So Mark, call me. <laughs> well, you know that GHA site wouldn't just be for him. I think there's a couple GMs around the league that would absolutely love that. So that one's that one's a bit of a a, a group gift, not just for not just just for Mark, but uh, but yeah, that Pasternak boy. Well, we'll get we'll get to, into that one a little bit later. I have some notes about that a little bit actually. Yeah, so. we don't right. have to bring that up again. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next uh, next team and GM, the Hamilton Steelhawks and GM Chris. And I don't know if this is the right way to say his last name. Uh, Fetiki? Fatique? I think what it's Fatiki. I think it's Fatiki. All right, all right. I, well, I call him Fatiki all the time anyway, whenever he sends me <laughs> those trade offers, and I keep saying no. <laughs> okay. Well, here's oh, well that, that goes with uh, what uh, he will be getting for Christmas. Um, hopefully for him. 
a fellow GM who is willing to trade assets for 30-year-olds with $3 million deals with only 60 ratings across the board. Uh, yes, that'd be perfect. I was I was going to give him a big comfy a lazy boy chair because he better sit back because he's got a, a long wait ahead of him being a fellow rebuilding team. And uh, and uh, he's got some uh, nice little pieces this year, but he's got a long way to go in that rebuild as well. So sit back, pop that chair back and and uh, and wait for the next draft, buddy, because you got uh, seven nice little picks in the uh first three rounds there in, in wow. 2021 so uh, it was a great defense group of well prospects at least yeah. uh moving forward right yeah for sure yeah absolutely all right well let's move on to the montreal millionaires we have gm uh kazem hussein and so kazem a true number one center without having to give up marner or Snetchnikov. also permission from don to use his tweets as a class research project <laughs> yes, I think Don could be the subject of many research papers. Um, I, I give Kasim the, the nice guy award and 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 just the patience to to finally get over the hump. Now, um, you know, all, all those uh, trades, the drafts, everything is starting to pay off now. And, and actually, I'm jumping on that millionaire's bandwagon uh, this year because it's nice to see him get in, you know, into that playoff picture and and looking like a. A, a real solid contender. So I'm going to give Kasim that, like say that nice guy award, that patience award. Nice. Um, let me jump on that bandwagon and uh, create a, a second Twitter account for the, uh, and I don't know the, maybe the millionaire club. Um, <laughs> I'm in. Fantastic. And you know, we could see those forwards coming up. Uh, he had so many amazing young forwards coming up. We knew they were going to be great, but he's really, put together a nice defense group really recently like he threw a lot of trade uh he didn't have too many uh young defensemen coming up but he has uh put some a nice defense core in there and same with goaltending he didn't didn't have all that many uh great goaltenders coming up but he's made some nice trades and now he has a formidable goaltending uh tandem there with bishop and grubauer as well so well, so well done older. well done it's... montreal well done chasm yeah, All right. For the, old, for the older guys, you just got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them, as Kenny Rogers used to say. <laughs> Perfect. All right, let's move on now to the Nova Scotia Schooners, our defending SICHL champions, and GM Eric Schneider. So, Eric, you're getting a lump of coal this year. You're getting a lump of coal uh, as well as the number two rankings and the power rankings for the entire year. <laughs> That's actually pretty kind. Uh, <laughs> I was I, I was going to give him a publisher for his new book, uh, Hundred Loopholes uh, Found in the Current SICHL Rulebook, and how to break them and how to find them, um, because he's he's he knows how to do it, uh, and that that's a kudos to to be able to to pull off that many uh, uh, that many uh, rule uh, rule bending or or bend it like it's almost like bend it like uh, uh, Eric. So um, yeah. Uh, a lump of coal would probably suit him as well, but um, anyway, <laughs> I want to give him a back-to-back cup, but uh, I say no humbug because he's in that wrong conference anyway, so no back-to-back cup this year. <laughs> All right, so now we move on to the Ottawa Slammers and GM Pat Booth. So, Pat, this year for Christmas, you're going to get five minutes alone with Eugene Melnick. Also... <laughs> 
a very quick return for Anton Hudobin. Oh boy, you need him back. And uh, and yeah, he's he's out uh, he's out right now. And finally, uh, the sim to give the respect that Eric Carlson GD reserve, uh, um, demands. So uh, so Eric Carlson will be getting a good re-rate next year. And that's what uh, Pat will be getting from me. How about yourself? Well, for Pat, I want to send him some uh, some car parts to, to repair that slam wagon because it's uh, it's dead on the side of the road right now. Um, flat tires, uh, squeaky squeaky uh, squeaky engine, maybe a tick there, uh, timing belt, all that kind of stuff. But uh, this may be time to I, I think to either um, what do you call it? Um, Strip that wagon down and rebuild, or 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 get moving, buddy. So um, so throw on some duct tape and some matchsticks and keep going. But either way, that slam slam wagon needs some repairs, and I want to make sure he gets those uh, those quality parts to to help him. So call me. I got a few uh, a few band aids that you, that you may uh, may need. So okay, perfect. All right. Uh, now we move on to Toronto, the Toronto Metropolitans, and GM Chris Baker. All right, for Chris, this year, we're going to give him the abolishment of the waiver draft and some rules that make sense. I want to give Chris a playoff spot. I feel so <laughs> bad after the waiver draft. And he's, like, so close to getting in. I think he's a point off. So, uh, Chris, I'm hoping that we can give you a playoff spot this year. He's had uh, a great start to the year. For sure. All right, so that takes us through uh, the Canada East Division. Let's move into the Canada West. We'll start with the Banff Rockies and myself, the GM of the Banff Rockies. Uh, but I'm giving myself this uh, forever bad luck in the entry draft after trading away the number one pick after right after winning the lottery. I had a lot to say about this team. Um, given that you have so many assets, I think you should be the one that's starts giving instead of receiving as well um and 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 i'll i'll start by taking your first rounder please uh, <laughs> and i think you should get back by giving us more podcasts maybe one every week i don't know where you're going to find all the guests but maybe we can help you so um uh, i do appreciate the the efforts that you you put in on the podcast it's they've been amazing in 2020 uh, a great pick us up for 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 the times where when we just need something to listen to um so I, like I say, it's it's time to keep giving back. Um, you got a lot of riches there. So, and I'll even take ten million off your your bank account as well. Um, you you got too much money. <laughs> well, I've been given but, for the past three years. I've been giving points out to everybody that wanted them around the league. So, uh. if, if I were to give you anything, I'd say boost that top six, move a pick, and get that top six uh, shored up, and you you got yourself a. Uh, a scary, a scarier team, put it that way. So I'm going to say boost your top six. That's that's my my tip uh, for your Christmas uh, this year. Perfect. All right. So anybody with a top six player, you're willing to uh, move? I'm all ears. All right. Let's move on to the Brandon Weekings and Doug Carnes. And Doug, Doug seems to uh, winter in some very very nice places. Uh, is it Puerto Rico? Do you know? Uh, do you know? I have somewhere no down idea. there, somewhere, somewhere down there, some with some nice sandy beaches and everything. So, what I'm, uh, what I'm wishing for, uh, for Doug for Christmas here is excellent Wi-Fi on the beach and an endless flow of my ties. 
Uh, I would say he needs a number two center. Uh, that's just, that's just my call. Um, but again, Doug seems to throw parts together and, and, and hovers around or gets into the playoffs. So Doug, go get yourself a number two center. I don't have one. Um, and unload Sam Gagne. You don't need that salary. Um, you're losing money. So I'm good. This is, this is what I'm giving you for Christmas. My, my, sound advice actually don't take it because i'm not uh, i haven't won anything yet either so um but uh, use that first that rounder you got to get that player go go get yourself a number two all right let's move on to calgary now the calgary mustangs matt birch gm matt birch uh so for for matt in calgary he's had mark giordano for a while so the fountain of youth for mark giordano and five more Brian Rust deals. $1.5 million for that guy, Brian Rust. Amazing. And for everyone else to get the right order for the ranking of all the Star Wars movies. <laughs> I, uh, I, want, I call uh, Calgary basically Boston Light or Boston Light West, uh, given the fact that I've given them Shifley, Pionk, Brad Peach, um, and Riley Smith, and... Uh, Tyler Bozak, Eric Gustafson. Um, I pretty much gave him his whole team. No kidding. Um, no, for Matt, what did I say? I think he needs a, basically a better third pairing D. I don't think Gustafson or Hamus uh, cuts it. Um, but again, what do I know? You got like the fourth best PK and the fourth best PP in the league. So maybe you don't need anything at all. Um, what do I know? <laughs> or maybe all a right. second line center. Well, you know, that, some of that goes with uh, goes a bit later on here with uh, with another team in GM. We're going to be we're going to be giving some gifts to. So right now we're going to move to Edmonton to the Edmonton Supersonics and GM Mike Franceschini. Uh, so for the assistant commissioner and the the amazing job that he does on our website, just incredible. For half of the GMs in this league to finally figure out that he couldn't give two spits about the GHA. For, for them to finally figure that out. Also, uh, less uh, a bit less of Mr. Reefer uh, in, the, uh, in his locker room. He has 11 players injured right now. So he needs Mr. Reefer out of that locker room. And finally, or not finally, but an explanation from the, uh, the re-rate gods on Cal Peterson. How that guy had a 9.22 save percentage in the in the null last year and ends up as a 60 uh, rated? I don't know. And and finally, I know Mike uh, was missing this on another podcast or podcast we did earlier in the year, uh, but some recognition of his under 23 players. Uh, I heard about this a little bit, but Philip Broberg, Hendricks Lapierre, Ty Delandria, Noah Dobson, and Kale McCarr are all fantastic under 23 players. So. There you go. Very happy now, Mike. Um, give us a GHA, and I'll give you a, a better. Uh, uh, well, I will just give you a better all-around kudos to everything. No, you're 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 wonderful in, in building and providing us with a, an excellent site. Um, I, I think that what you need for Christmas, and I'd love to give you, but I don't have one either, is is to give you a goalie. Um, uh, I, I don't think you're going to cut it with uh, the, the the attendees you got in there now in terms of Morazic and Howard. Go get yourself a goalie. Make make the playoffs. Uh, do something and uh, give us the GHA. You can do it. We believe in you, and we'll even take a beta. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, especially in the tougher conference, right? I mean, I mean, maybe in the other conference that those goalies could could uh, could handle it and make the playoffs easy, over there, but easy, but I don't know about the, the in this conference. Anyways, let's move on to uh, Vancouver Island and the Vancouver Island Norsemen, and we have GM Matt McKinnis. So Matt, uh, in the other league, for Taylor Hall not to kick Victor Golison off of Eichel's line so that uh, Golison will get another good re-rate this year or next year. And then also a shovel. A shovel for all that snow he gets at his new place. <laughs> I'm hoping that uh, Matt finally gets the re-rate he wants for Matt Murray someday. And, and I don't think he'll get that this Christmas, but who knows, maybe next year. Uh, maybe next Christmas he'll have that as a, as a, as a gift. So um, I'm... And I'm just shocked to see Matt at the bottom of the standings. Um, I don't think he'll be there forever. I think he'll be back. Um, if I could give him some uh, some hope, uh, that's what I'd give him this Christmas. So there is hope uh, that you will get some good re-rates someday and that you will be back in the playoffs soon. So Okay. All right, let's move on to uh, the Vancouver Vipers and GM Bryce Crittenden. Uh, so... Move along with that Taylor Hall bit. Here we have Taylor Hall on the Vancouver Vipers. And so for Bryce, we want we want Taylor Hall to actually play on Eichel's line uh, in that other league so that he can get a, a much better re-rate than he got this year. Uh, as well, more cider highlights. That guy is incredible. And everywhere I look on Twitter, it's, it's just cider laying out a guy or making a great play. So for that guy to get to the, uh, to the, to the league for sure. Um, and I don't know, you might be able to tell me if this has happened, might, be, might've been before my time, but maybe, and we'll put a bug maybe in, uh, in Henry's ear, a WWE cage match theme for the next power rankings where every team gets their own classic character to represent them. I know that Bryce would love that. Well, and, and Bryce is a, is a big retro guy and I love that about him. Um, he's old school and I, and I love a lot of his Twitter, uh, or tweets that, that go back, uh, back to the old school stuff. Cause I'm, uh, I'm pop culture. I'm, uh, I've done comic cons, all that kind of stuff. So, and, and, and even just the old school wrestling. Yeah. I think I thought we did a wrestling theme power rank is not we, but I think I thought Henry did it one time, but, uh, there's, I think there's just so many wrestling, the, I, I think there's just so much you can do with a wrestling theme that yeah let's uh, let's give uh, Henry let's give uh, uh, a WWE WCW theme for uh, for Bryce in, in a future power ranking for sure great call Ian <laughs> all right so next we move to White Horse the White Horse Huskies and GM Don Morrison now we've got an overflowing stocking here for for Don uh, so let's take a look inside and see what we have let's start. With some grease to ease those hinges on that wallet, you're goalie away from having just an insane team that would demolish everyone in here. Open up that wallet. You could have had Rask. You could have had somebody else here, but you're you're still sitting there with John Gibson, who normally is a is a great goalie. Uh, this year in the SICHL, not quite the re-rates that you would have wanted. So open up that wallet. We don't want to hear the creak when that thing's opening up. Come on. Uh, next here we have, uh, oh, Lisa, Lisa's prize robot, Linguo, to sit by you when you tweet and uh, help you with, that, with those tweets. And finally, uh, we're going to give you the nylon to make your own banner. 
<laughs> I I think I've given Don a lot of gifts over the years. Nathan McKinnon. <clears throat> um, what else did I give him? I think I gave him Mika Zibanejad before Mika Zibanejad became Mika Zibanejad. Uh, Dvorak, some others, I'm sure, like uh, quite a few players. But anyway, let's not talk about Boston Northwest. Let's talk about what I'm going to give him for for um, Christmas. And and I looked in in his sock and I see a grinder autograph for his obsession oh. with the grinder. Um, and, and the fact that he loves golf selfies, I'm going to get him a new selfie stick for his phone and uh and what else do i want to get him and uh and a guide uh on better management of his twitter accounts um given that he has many and multiple and sometimes we see uh white horse huskies tweets from his football club twitter handle so uh, a little bit of a guide on how to uh use twitter accounts so and don provides non-stop entertainment and absolutely we, and we love having him around the league yes, for sure so keep it up don Absolutely. And I have to say, I had the greatest time golfing with him when uh, when I went to to Penticton and, and we golfed. That was absolutely fantastic. So, yes, thank you for everything you do in this league, Don. OK, uh, well, that brings us now to the American division. And our first team in the American division is the Boston Colonials. And it's, it's funny that you mentioned Mika Zavanajad and uh, Nathan McKinnon. And you mentioned a couple of the other uh, the other players that uh, that were former Boston Colonials. So, for you, for uh, GM Gary, Gra- Gary Graves of the Boston Colonials, a framed lineup sheet of your championship team you would have had this year had you not uh, had you not have been uh, trading away all those players over the last two years, uh, and you would have been competing in the weaker conference and everything. Uh, so there you go. And also, ten more draft picks for this year. You're lagging a bit. You only have nine right now for this year. That's a that's a little bit back of last year's nineteen, isn't it? Yeah, so far, but don't worry, I'll get okay, there. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I, so for myself, I, I, my gifts or gift to me would be yes, please send me more draft picks and, uh, and, and money for draft guide subscriptions because I think I had or have them all or, or I'm going to have them all at some point. Uh, hockey prospects, recruits, McKeens. Uh, I love this stuff. I love the rebuild. It's been so much fun, and uh, so stop calling me Trader Gary. You're not <laughs> seeing that guy anymore. There's Trader Ryan. Go after him. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I I need this year. Money for draft guide subscriptions and more picks. Send them my way. I got a few parts that you could probably use. So maybe not as. Uh, many as I used to, but uh, I will be giving you a, an article soon on the number of prospects that are in my organization that could uh, play big um, roles eventually someday down the road once I be, if I can be patient. And I will be patient because I love it. Well, I'm looking forward to that. I, I saw a tweet about that the other day, and I am excited to see that as well. All right, so let's move on to the Chicago Tigers. We have GM Sheetal uh, Kara. Is that how you say it, the last name? Kira? Kara? Kara is what I think, but uh, please, uh, please correct me if I'm wrong, Sheetal. So anyways, the Chicago Tigers, what you'll be getting is a payroll that reflects a building team. Uh, so, you know, I was looking here and Justin Schultz was not going to put this team over the top. So uh, 6.5 a year for four years uh, may not have been the may not have been the deal this year. Anyways, also a time machine. So that we can see guys like Byfield, Kako, Evan Bouchard all together. Boy, does he have some talent back there uh, moving uh, moving on up in the next 
next couple of years. And yourself, and yourself, Gary. What are you thinking for, for Chicago? For, for me, Chicago. I want. For me, I want to give him the gift of patience. Um, he's in a spot where I once was. Um, you're close to the playoffs. You can just go out and make some big, crazy moves. Don't do it. Stay patient. You got QB. You got JBD. You got Norris, Kako. You got the parts that are coming. And like you say, that time machine, you'll get there. Be patient. That's my advice to you. Don't go crazy. Stay the course. Uh, move tourists. There's my yeah. advice. Move tourists. <laughs> get yourself some more picks. Um, actually, I think uh, I had mentioned somebody else needed a second line center earlier. Trade them. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I, I was looking at the finances in, in here, and he's actually losing money, that, projected to lose money this year. That's why um, I want him to move tourists. Get yeah, back absolutely. Get, get some of that payroll off the books. But you, because you have some absolute number one talent on that team, uh, they will be scary. All right, uh, moving on to the Kansas City Crunch, and uh, we have GM Kirk McRae. Uh, so, uh, my wish for you, or my gift for you, sorry, is an extremely good year for Alex Edler to make that uh, franchise uh, player worth uh, worth a forty million dollar signing bonus. Uh, that he got the 40 million that he's getting this year and then it evens that out a bit you know then you then you work it out over three years and it's only like 17 million a year or something after at the end of it or something right but uh but so an extremely good year for alex edler uh and also a full nhl season for shesterkin so he can get the re-rate that he deserves that that guy is incredible and he looks like he's going to win some vesnas for for years to come uh how about yourself, Kansas City Crunch uh, GM Kirk McRae? How about you, Gary? I had a gift for him. I think it was it was it last year or two years ago. When did I trade McKinnon? I had a gift <laughs> wrapped. I had it, the bow, everything. It was nice. It was beautiful. I was handing it to him, and he didn't pull the trigger. So my gift, you turned down, Kirk. You turned my gift down. But anyway, um, my gift is for you to get back into the playoffs, make some noise. Hope Corey Crawford gets gets his health back there, and uh, and 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 I'd like to see what you can do again this year. Um, super nice guy, but you got to learn to pull the trigger when you're when the, when the gift is in front of you. That that team is so good, and year after year, uh, so good. Like just yeah, they're scary, and with Shesterkin now behind, uh, in the crease after Crawford this year. Uh, they're going to be absolutely awesome in the future. He needs a bit of uh, he needs a bit of luck from the uh, uh, from the injury gods to not take out his goaltenders. It's kind of <laughs> looking like what happened to London last year. Here, um, let's move on to the Las Vegas uh, Aces and GM Dustin Nielsen. So for Las Vegas, I'm going to give give him one million dollars. Oh wait. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Sorry. He'll still be over $60 million in debt after the season if he only gets a million dollars. So, $100 million? If you're going to give him $100 million. Well, not got, personally. Got... Not personally. I'm, I'm saying, the, you know, the Christmas uh, spirit and everything will give him that. <laughs> well, if you, like I say, if you got $100 million floating around, I'll give you a fifth rounder for $50 million. 
uh, I want to give Dusty access to a financial uh, counselor. Um, uh, given given the state of his of his finances there, and and again, hoping Santa drops off a, a sack of sixty mil uh, at Christmas time and some draft picks because he don't have them. And uh, and I'm starting to think that his decisions are made after he's eating those thirty year old gum from those card packs that he's been cracking lately. So um, uh, I don't know if that's the reason he makes these crazy deals, but he'll, he'll pull it out at the end of the day anyway. And, and all kidding aside, because we, uh, we, we hope this COVID thing ends soon because we'd like to see Dusty back calling CFL games and, and mm-hmm. the Spengler cup and then the Spengler cup for him, him for sure. So, um, but yeah, Dusty, you're going to have to, uh, Dusty, you got to, you got to stop getting into into, into debt. Uh, you seem to go more and more every year. So, <laughs> but you but do make it interesting. Will, but uh, someone will go and bail him out. Like he, he's he's been that. Like he hasn't been this far down before. But he's been <laughs> thirty million in debt just just a couple years ago. Just on like two or two years ago or three years ago, maybe in two. Uh, and boom, he's out. Somebody will bail him out, and then he goes to the finals. Right? I mean, he he has an he has an awesome team, uh, and so and. Different people are, are do it different ways in this league. It's, that's one of the things that a lot of the GMs like the most about this is that you can you can do this league in so many different ways, and uh, and he keeps proving that that you can do it without without those picks. Well, <laughs> um, I, I haven't figured out that recipe yet. So good on him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move on to Philadelphia and uh, the Philadelphia Fire Ants. We have GM Norm Donovan. Uh, so. Continuing with uh, the Austin Powers theme, a hairless cat for Dr. Evil himself. Maybe a goalie uh, that's not an accountant right now for him or a Zamboni driver. Where is Al Hammond right now, by the way? But uh, I'm looking at his goaltenders that he has left right now with both Halak and Vladar down. Casimir Kazkisuo? Do you know who this guy is? Because uh, he's his top goalie. He's a 58. I'd, I'd I'd tell him to go get Reimer off Nova Scotia, but I can't see that deal ever getting no. ever ever coming to fruition. Given oh, that yes. Norm and Eric are both lowball um, <laughs> artists themselves, so um, I want to give Norm Cole just because my kids like his team, and I can't stand that. And <laughs> I, I I pretty much want to give Norm Cole every year. But uh, met him in person, super nice guy. Oh yeah, uh, but. Um, I don't want to say impossible to trade with, but Norm, go get a goalie. Um, you, you do need one for sure. Uh, I'd give you one, but I don't have one either. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, the Philadelphia Fires. Let's see. They are, you know, they start off, they're, they're doing great. But it, pretty quickly with a 58 goalie, might not be doing so great anymore. So I think you need to get a goalie. Uh, you have two great ones, but... Uh, Two good ones ahead of you, but uh, they're both injured. So let's move on to the next team now. We have our newest GM in the league uh, for the Portland Buckaroos, Jeff J.D. Caldwell. And Jeff, uh, for Carter Hart to start playing with a little more heart. He's got an 888 save percentage. Uh, Not too great for a really good team and a really good goalie who should be a lot better than that. So so a better, uh, better go of it for Carter Hart. Also, for the dub to start up again so he can go and watch his shiny new Seth Jarvis in person or maybe live stream. I don't know how it's going to work in Oregon, whether they'll allow people going to games or not. I'm kind of actually for 
for the world, I'm kind of like hoping not that people are not allowed to go to games, but uh, but still live streaming for uh, for a little while here. Um, anyways, so uh, that's what I hope. That's what uh, we're getting for you here, uh, JD. How about yourself, Gary? So, is it Jeff or JD? JD. Well, Can't I'm remember. going with JD. Okay, so I want to give him the nice guy award. He's got nice guy award. He's kind of like the opposite of Eric. Somebody that's likable, um, and and he and he's got the best use of gifts on Twitter. So I want to hand him the keys to the league Twitter account to spice that sucker up because mm. it's pretty boring. So give the keys to the league Twitter account as my Christmas gift to to uh, JD. So um, keep it up, JD, and and hopefully you'll get a power ranking that uh, that you can meet someday. So six was too too high. <laughs> Maybe he is the actual grinder, you know. No, maybe no. It's, it's we were talking about opposites in the last one with uh, with Henry uh, there about like opposites for the uh, for the grinder. There, like, could maybe he is the grinder? Who knows? All right, let's move into Seattle and uh, the Seattle Grunge. Phil Lesage, uh, GM of the Seattle Grunge, uh, someone, anyone to give Marco Rossi a hand at the World Junior Championships for Austria. Man, he had a team in London. He's going to have three guys on him the entire time at that tournament at the World Juniors. Like, if there's a team that doesn't just smother him with three players, I don't know what they're doing defensively because Austria's got no one else. And uh, and Marco Rossi is a talent. So so that I, I want him to have somebody to, uh, to give him a hand there. Uh, also, a rebirth for Devin Dubnik uh, in that other league on his new team. Could become an absolutely fantastic deal at four years at two point six a year uh, if he uh, if he gets a, a, a brand new start with uh, with that other club. What about yourself, Gary? Uh, Phil and I go way way back uh, through work. Um, he just got a new cottage this year, so I'm not giving him anything. He's he's, <laughs> do, he's live he's living the high life now. Uh, maybe some better Wi-Fi. Um, I'm not sure how his Wi-Fi is out there, but. Um, no, uh, it's it's like he's part of that rebuild club. Um, I think, like I say, for for a lot of us, like Henry, Phil, uh, myself, Chris, uh, um, and others, I think we just basically need to take a whole lot of uh, Nyquil, sleep for six months, and and wake up for the draft because that's that's what we're waiting for. So, <laughs> <laughs> but Phil, you're not getting nothing from me this year. You you got her uh, made in the shade, whatever you're doing. Um, you can lend me your cottage for a week if you'd like. Uh, I, I'm up for that. So, well, you know, this year is a different year for for the league in the in, in the uh, draft pick uh, category because uh, you can't just uh, let that team go the entire year. Once you're out, you got to start playing hard. Your, your team needs to start getting some wins to be able to get that higher pick this year, right? So, so it's not just one of those years to. Uh, to just uh, set it and forget it. This is going to be this is going to be some interesting stuff. I think we see some teams uh, near the bottom that might be playing a little uh, little game here with that uh, teams that shouldn't be down there, and there and uh, they might have some chances to uh, to start winning some games. We'll see. We'll see. So, so are you telling me we got new rules that we <laughs> we have to look at now? Uh, maybe I'll give you a call, Eric. Uh, maybe you can give me uh, some tips there on on how I can bend those. So. All right, so a little gaming advice uh, coming uh, to, to Gary. All right, let's move on now to the uh, St. Louis Spartans, GM Sean Gallagher. Uh, okay, so here's a team 
that just needs and a GM that just needs a little respect from the uh, from the SICHL, the leading team in the SICHL right now. And do you recall what his uh, his ranking at the start of the season was on the power rankings? I don't think it was very good. But no, I right. think it was in the in the bottom of the teens there. So just a little respect for uh, for Sean. Also. Stop mixing him up with that other GM from the St. Louis area when talking about stories from the summit. <laughs> no, uh, no, for for Sean, definitely some respect. It was kind of nice to see him in the in the in the top of the world, and uh, and and I'm hoping that he, uh, if he does stay in that position for the rest of the year, that he goes all out and, and gets that cup back for us. Um, it's it's kind of. A tough pill to swallow to see it in the Canadian Conference this year, but um, go get him, Sean, and a, a huge award for grabbing Kopitar uh, from Dusty in 2018. That was a great move, um, super move. If you could clone Kopitar, uh, have two or three more of them uh, in, the, in the near future too, uh, do it. All right. All right, so now we're going to move over to Europe across the pond. Uh, we're going to the Berno Barons and GM Bob Mayhew. Uh, so for Bob and for the Berno Baron, some wax for that mustache of the Berno Baron. Also, another Cinderella season for this team without the injury to Saros at playoff time. Although they do have another goalie now uh, in the uh, in the system there who uh, who's gonna who's gonna do some great things. I know that for sure too. But uh, but yeah, for Berno, another Cinderella season there. But I think Samsonov can help out Saros if Saros does get injured this year. Well, I was looking, and I'm starting to lose my voice because I'm talking a lot here. I was looking at the Barons. They're kind of on the outside looking in. Do they have a team that could that could go all the way? Um, I'm not thinking that they do. Uh, if if I were to give a, a gift, it would be basically some stocking stuffers in the form of picks. Trade away some of those vets. Grab picks. Rebuild. Um, do it the do it the right way. Um, you're losing money. Trade, trade, trade those vets. Um, that's my Christmas advice for you, uh, Bob. But um, but like I say, maybe you just go and grab a few more players and, and you uh, you make another run uh, playoff wise. So don't always listen to my advice either because we see where my uh, my position is right now in in the league. So uh, eleven points, not great. So. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Let me let me tell you. There's light at the end of the tunnel. All right. Well, so let's they make, on. but picks make great stuffing, uh, stocking, uh, stocking stuffers. Can't even say it. How many stocking stuffers did she anyway? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the Dublin Shamrocks. GM Ryan Tory. All right for for Ryan this year for Christmas a compass. Also, an easy chair to sit back and enjoy the ride because, boy, is that team ever flying now. Uh, we were wondering which way they were going for a long time, but maybe, maybe it's gotten straightened out. It's looking really good right now. Uh, also, uh, a hope and a prayer that Eric Johnson, Jeff Carter, and Mark Stahl will be able to live up to the $123 million they're going to be paid over the next three years, this year and the next two. $123 million for those three. Um also, finally, a shotgun to shoot down a crow and feed it to the rest of us for ever questioning any of his master plan. 
I was going to say a new revolving door in, in the Dublin rink, but uh, I think he slowed down a little. Uh, I would say give yourself the gift of a self-imposed trade, trade freeze before you trade yourself out of the playoffs. You are on fire. You got the, Absolutely. you had, I think you're tied for the most goals for, for your team. Um, you're a playoff team. Don't trade yourself out of the playoffs. Slow down. Enjoy the ride. Uh, as, as Ian said, grab yourself a big comfy chair and, and, uh, and, and laugh at the rest of us for questioning your, your, your large number of moves. And you should have that moniker trader Ryan, not me. <laughs> At the time of this recording, he is the the Shamrocks are the leading team in the European Conference. That's right, and uh, maybe a bit of respect for uh, for Dublin as well, then, because uh, I know that they were back something like 16th or or something like that in the uh, in the power rankings. So, all right, let's move on. Speaking of power rankings, move to to the Hamburg Gladiators. Uh, Henry Ski, uh, sorry, Henry Ski. My bad. Uh, I did. Find that out. That is properly pronounced ski last last time. So Henry Ski, the Hammer Gladiators, uh, maybe giving them a break from those amazing, intricate, and tiring power rankings. Not tiring for us to read. Boy, they are fantastic. But tiring for him. I know how like what kind of time he puts into those. So maybe a little break from that for him. But hopefully not for us. Uh, we we love those power rankings. Also, a little less patience maybe. Number another number one defenseman in this draft to go with McAvoy, Dolan, Byram. You know this draft is full of number one defensemen, uh, Owen Power and 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 many others. Would one of those look great with McAvoy, Dolan, Byram? Not to mention Tyler, uh, uh, Philippe Myers, Pouliot, Lacombe, Nimala, Peronovic. He's got a couple defensemen. I want to give my lantern and some scouting reports because there is light at the end of the tunnel. A little dark right now, but you've got 11 picks in the upcoming draft, and four of them are second rounders. Um, so, like I say, get cracking on the scouting, and uh, and maybe as a gift from the the league, we can give you more power ranking ideas because, you, but you keep coming up with them anyway. So maybe you don't need some additional ideas. But we did give you one idea earlier: do the WWE thing for Bryce. And uh, and we'll think of some more for the next podcast. So uh, all the best, and you keep giving us gifts every uh, every two weeks, uh, Henry. And we thank you for doing those power rankings. <clears throat> and I need uh, I need to find my voice again, Ian. I think I need water. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we'll all move on to Havana then, the Havana Revolution, uh, and GM Jeff Prozeller, and Havana a decent offer, a decent offer. For McDavid or Drysdale, etc., not a fourth rounder and and some uh, some late uh, not so great uh, uh, prospect. Give him, a, give him, give the guy, give the guy something like three first rounders and one of those pro- and a really good prospect for one of those guys. Anyways, uh, a little puck luck as well. Uh, how is this team not leading the World Conference and only in the playoffs by two points? This that just baffles me with. The talent that this team has, that they're sitting uh, where they are right now. They are in the playoffs, but uh, they should be a lot higher up, in my opinion. Especially, again, in that weaker conference, the the World Conference. Uh, I think Jeff needs some more Cuban cigars and a swear jar. Um, <laughs> and some sim luck. Uh, he's got a super team on paper, no real holes. 
um, losing a bit of money, so you may want to dump something, something, Jeff. Um, and I'm willing to help you out in that that respect. As 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 my Christmas gift, I'll take on a bad contract, but um, don't go crazy. Don't trade anybody. Um, things will change. I have no doubt by the end of the season. So give you a little patience for for Christmas there, along with the Cubans and the swear jar. Perfect. <laughs> All right, let's move. Over to the London Monarchs and GM Michael Oram. And in London, a little less goalies injury, injuries than this year. Less, uh, they're less than this year than last year for his goalie injuries. But somehow, it's contagious as it's moved to his forwards. So let's have a little less injuries up front to guys like Aho and, and so many of those others. Uh, also... For uh, for Michael this year, we're going to give them a little less guff from the colonies and uh, and have them know their place around royalty. Royalty schmoyalty. Um, <laughs> I want to give Orem a butterfly T-shirt and a ticket to Hawaii as this team is pretty much out of the playoffs as soon as he gets into it anyway. Of course, I kid. Um, uh, I like Michael. Um, he already got his gift, of course, with that 78 for Mackenzie Blackwood. Um uh, that was an early Christmas present for you there, so enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. All right. 78. 78. And Matt Murray has what? No. <laughs> well, maybe he deserved it after all that inj- all those injuries his goalies had last year. Uh, all right, let's move on to Reykjavik. The Reykjavik Riders, GM Sylvain Tremblay, uh, another GM that needs a kinder sim. So let's give him that, a kinder sim. What the heck? He is right on the edge of the playoffs right now. And I, I could have mentioned earlier the Kansas City Crunch with that too. Like, look at these three teams that are 7th, 8th, ninth in the World Conference, even the in the easier conference. Uh, so, yeah, so, so for, for Sylvain, uh, an, uh, a nicer sim to him. Also, for one of the forwards on his team to help out Panarin, who is doing it all himself. I think he's something like 12 points ahead of the next, uh, next forward on the team in scoring. So a uh, little help for Panarin uh, from some really talented forwards that he has with him. Well, I, I actually, I think you stole my notes there because he should be doing better. When I see Havana and the riders uh, doing as bad as I, they are, I'm kind of thinking, is there tampering being done? I mean, the commission is in the other conference. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to speculate or, 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 you know, start any rumors. <laughs> start your rumors. No, um, I'd say, based on his past podcasts and, and talking about prospects, I think his gift or, or our gift to him should be more podcast time to talk about prospects. So uh, think about it. You never know. He might be back. Well, you might might have actually heard something earlier on this podcast from, uh, from Sylvain. All right, so let's move on to the Stockholm Cougars, our final team here tonight. Uh, Stockholm Cougars GM Tom Baker, and for for Tom we have a time machine, a time machine to move to October of this next year, October of 2021, so he can see that shiny new Alexis Lafreniere in his lineup as well as Sorokin. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. Let's send him a Lafreniere jersey and 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 some uh, really big underwear because he had the Kahuna's to make that deal. Um, that that was gutsy, and I, and I love it. Um, it it takes a, or you know, I I think it's gutsy, but you know what? Sometimes when you want a player, you go after him and, and you do it. Um, kudos to him, and I, I can't wait to see Lafreniere 
shine in the Cougar lineup someday. So, um, so guys, take note. Tom makes uh, the the big moves, not afraid. So, some of you other guys, GMs that are afraid to make the moves, do it. Absolutely. Take a take a page from Tom. Absolutely. All right. So now we we have no more teams in this, but we do have a character that uh, that I want to uh, to get a, give a gift to here. The grinder. The grinder is back, and the grinder is back with authority. So for the grinder this year, the idiot's guide to polite conversation. Yes, you you've seen these guides to computers to everything else in life. Uh, the idiot's guide to polite conversation for the grinder. So no uh, no books on on grammar. <laughs> I don't think he <laughs> I don't think he needs it, but well, uh, but the grinder has been entertaining. I must admit, absolutely. And and, and we can always speculate who that grinder is, but. Um, I can tell you it's not me. So <laughs> with a certainty, it's not me. Yeah. All right. So that will take us through all the teams. Thank you once again, Gary. Uh, it's been fantastic. Uh, I'm looking at, like I said, I'm looking forward to Christmas and especially this World Junior Championships this year. Really hope uh, all the players can stay safe. I hope you and, and your family can stay, will stay safe. Uh, the vaccine is here and, and hopefully we'll be getting it soon. Um, and the best to you and yours for a very Merry Christmas. And, uh, we will talk soon. Yeah. So just before we close, I assume this is going to be our last podcast before the end of this, this year. Yes. So I, on behalf of of, of the league and myself, I just want to thank you for all the entertaining hours you put together on this, on this podcast. It's been it's been amazing and awesome, and we're glad you do it. Um, I need water now, but um, <laughs> I've talked too much. But, I, again, thanks, and, and I look forward to what you're going to bring in, in the new year to this podcast. It, can, it, it only seems to be getting better every every time you're out. So thank you, and I'm looking forward to hearing other GMs and, and interviews from them as well. So take care, man, and and have a safe and happy Merry Christmas to you and your family, and, and we'll talk in, in, in the new year, I'm sure, soon. So can't wait till this is is out and up and hopefully everybody enjoys it. So take care, man. All right. Thank you to you too, Gary. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks again, Gary. All right. Well, I hope all of you GMs get exactly what you're hoping for this Christmas. Uh, I hope that everyone enjoys the world junior championships. Have some, uh, some hockey in your life again. I know that there's been other hockey going on. We've had some NCAA. We've had some uh, QMGHL earlier in the year. Of course, there's SHL and KHL going on. But it's a bit tougher to find some of those uh, some of those games on TV or even streaming. So I hope you get your fix this Christmas. And I hope everyone stays safe, has a wonderful Christmas, and we'll talk to you soon. Uh, if you have any uh, ideas for the podcast or if you would like to be a guest on the podcast, please hit me up at SICHL Banff Rockies. Uh, I, will, I would love to hear uh, from you and, uh, and get you on the air. All right. Bye for now.